this week, you're cordially invited to a marriage of sports and entertainment, of Thursday night and wrestling, of Don Marie and Al Wilson. This week on the SmackDown 6 podcast, the Al Wilson Don Marie wedding. Welcome, everybody, to the SmackDown 6 Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Vaughn. And every week on the podcast, I have a guest co-host with me. I I say guest co-host. They're not a guest. I don't do interviews with these guys. I don't want to know what they're about. I want to know what's going on on the show, on the SmackDown show, during the SmackDown 6 era, between summer 2002, early 2004, intentionally vague uh, end time for that, for reasons that will become apparent as we get closer to it. But yes, I have a guest with me, a co-host, every week, by my side. And by my side this week, I have the one and only, my brother, Will Vaughn. Hey, Matt, how you doing? I'm good, man. I am amped to talk about this show. I don't yeah, know why. There's sure. been better Smackdowns. There's been better shows to talk about. But don't this one, question it. Just go with it. Just go with it. I've yeah. got, yeah, there's, there's, I got some juice today. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't Usually know. you're squeezed dry, but now the, the orange has a little bit of extra, no, you know. I've yeah. got some juice. Like, I have what I need, so I've got, I don't know. I feel like juice is like sometimes a fuel salt. Anyway. Like MVP, oh, like Tropicana, he's got the juice. I've got the juice. So, Will, I like to ask a question before we really get into the meat of the podcast. Of I have to ask today. Yes. Uh, pretty obviously, what is the best wrestling wedding or you can also talk about the best wrestling kind of relationship storyline, right? Oh, wow. So yeah, what, or like okay. a memorable one for you, right? Because, I mean, I know um, Rachel Marandy Savage, Miss Elizabeth yes. getting married. It was an yes. eventful one, but maybe not one that you would remember particularly because of our, our ages and things like that. So there might be another one that comes to mind. Yeah, that was SummerSlam. Uh, he, hey, I'm going to get something wrong well, right away. Issue. SummerSlam that's why I'm not 90, doing it. Yeah, that, SummerSlam 91, I think. Um, and that was the main event of that show. Uh, yes, it was a yeah. match made in heaven and a match made, a match in, made hell. in hell. Yeah. yeah, I remember Sid and his skin tight um, ref tank top. Oh, I love that. Oh. If, you're, if you've never found a ref attractive before, you should see Sid Udy in stripes. <laughs> yeah. oh, You'll notice it with Sid Justice. Um, so, I mean, obviously, one of the most troubling weddings is the Triple H uh, wedding to Stephanie when when right. she's getting married to Test. Especially now uh, with con- with consent being a bit more uh, top of mind. Yes, of course. Yeah, back then it was like, wow, it's crazy. Now it's like, <laughs> wow, that's uh, so awful. That's really yes. awful. <laughs> it's like, uh, when, when, why would I ever cheer for this man ever, ever? And, and, and Triple H does not give you a lot of reasons to cheer for him. So that makes sense. I also do remember Kane getting married to Lita and uh, in <laughs> oh, his boy. vows, he was saying that she would become his property. Right. Uh, sure. In a, in a very dastardly uh, <clears throat> heel cane way. So that that's another one that comes to mind. Hey, um, you know what? He's a libertarian. He thinks a lot about property. That's a big thing for him. He would be thinking thing. about liberty and uh, life, uh, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. He, he'd be all about that. I guess yeah. so. I mean, should we do a retrospective on Kane's entire career with 
this knowledge that he is a libertarian and be like, well, you know, he wanted to do it, so he did it. I mean, what, what, what more can we say? It's true. You know, when he first debuted October 1997, I think he saw the door of that Hell in a Cell yes. as the government getting yes. in between him and, yeah, and, and he, 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 he was like, hinges. he was trying to get the anger inside of him and he's like, ah, taxation is, 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 is theft and he ripped the door <laughs> off. So I think he, he did that. He got away with it there. So, uh, and then afterwards, because he's a libertarian, he smoked a little weed probably. So there we go. Oh, There's yeah. Your, uh, okay. That's what, the, that's what the fire was on the ring post. It was actually yes. uh, it was blazing a little bit of um, he did. something and, there. And then if it was 2021, he would have uh, tweeted at uh, Elon Musk. And, yeah, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I have a very, very full view of what libertarians are. So that's good. No, I, I like guess it. so. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, there's, there have been wrestling weddings that have uh, that have gone off without a hitch. Although I have to say the uh, Savage good, good and use of Elizabeth, hitch there, by the way, Savage Elizabeth's one there is. Uh, uh, would be the reception. There was a little bit of drama there with the. Uh, oh, there was drama the in the reception. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. a. Yeah, Snake uh, made itself uh, present. Uh, yeah, Undertaker was there too. Yeah. Good so stuff. We, Love it. Yes, absolutely. So before we get to this week's episode of SmackDown, let's talk about last week's episode. Catch you up. If it's been a week since you heard the podcast, if you haven't watched the shows, I want you to know what happened. So if you the commentator going back to Tulsa, you know, whatever reason. Oh, oh yeah. Whatever so reason. The, co- the commentators spent most of the show hyping up footage of the end of the last week's episode. Yes. Wherein Brock Lesnar murdered Kurt Angle's knee. Very and heelish to me. Very heelish. Brock Lesnar's actions? Yeah, I, I thought so. Yes. Well, the, the uh, commentators, they, to call it an assault, they talk about they talk about it in very heel terms, even though there's all sorts of reasons why that's uh, weird. But we'll yeah. talk, we can get into that, too. Yeah. Uh, so t- to make up for Kurt's reduced mobility, Paul Heyman gave him a gift. Team Angle made up of Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas. <laughs> and they had an impact. Two guys. Yeah. That's yes, right. they did. Yeah. They beat up Chris Benoit after he won a number one contenders match against Big oh, Show. Not so much of an afterthought, but kind of an afterthought still. But less so going forward for Mr. And, Benoit. And so that's right. So Benoit got beat up, but he's he's on a collision course with a weakened Kurt Angle at January's Royal Rumble. That's right. January 19th, 2003. And so before we get to the show, again, we're going to talk about what happened on Velocity. Now, the thing I'm going to point out is that the show we're covering tonight yeah, a special show, Matt, for a special reason. Very special show. Yes. So this show is taped. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Let me rub uh, my eyes in disbelief a couple rinky, times. Rinky, 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 yes, rinky, thank you. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> the noise is coming from Vancouver of your, there. Of your eyeballs. Am I seeing here that uh, SmackDown was live on January 2nd, 2003? Uh, what? L-I-V-E live? Oh, my God. It was live in the Tingley Coliseum in Albuquerque, yes. New Mexico. A it looks like a Coliseum. You know, I, I looked up. Did you look up info on the Tingley, Matt? Is it eight thousand people? That's what I saw. Do you have more info on the Tingley? I'd love to hear more about the Tingley. Apparently, the Tingley can do like eleven thousand. Really? Wikipedia says it broke ground in nineteen forty. Okay. And it hosted its first event in nineteen fifty-seven. What? So this on Earth thing happened? took. Oh, no, seventeen years to build. I guess I I didn't go too in depth on the Tingley. So, if folks, if you're a fan of the Tingley, but it's a grow. It's um, I I remember the Tulsa building for some reason because it was really it seemed really yes. small. It you was could see it was the a ceiling. It was a convention center. That's and I don't really right. know what a convention center is relative to an arena. But it was yeah. The Smaller. week before, it was a very yeah. interesting space. Although this is also kind of interesting in its own right. This is interesting too because it has pillars. Uh, so yes, it you does. have some folks as pillars. It has no upper upper kind of bowl area. It just has like what looks like um, 
the sides of uh, shipping containers. It's just it just looks right. really old. It's like this giant American flag that you can see. Like uh, canvas. You side. go back and watch these. Will no wonder we they came to Halifax. These are these arenas are fully in the Halifax Metro Center. These are range around the ten thousand range. Yeah, even though wrestlers will do their best to tell you that they did it in front of twenty thousand screaming fans. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I I have definitely been taken in by the uh, the lie that is believing that every every SmackDown is always at the American Airlines Arena or sure, Nationwide yeah. or like or Prudential. Like it's all these. I'm always imagining it's in an NHL or an NBA arena. Maybe it is now. Um, sorry, of course now it's in the Thunderdome. So it's in the Thunderdome, uh, brother. Yeah, it's at a it's at a baseball stadium every day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a funny, uh, funny thing. They might probably have to move that soon. Anyway, they should. So yeah. all that yes. to say, yes, all that to say that uh, when we talk about velocity. Uh, it, it, this was taped before the show, but it was taped on the Thursday there. Uh, and right. so yeah, one thing, one thing I'll just address right off the bat here. SmackDown Please. did not beat Raw in the ratings that week. They did a 3.4, which is consistent, but they didn't beat Raw on SmackDown, even though they were live. I don't know if that really factored into it all that much per se. They, did, and, did they advertise it the week before that it was going to be live? It, I, I Maybe they said it, but like. To me, anytime they ever said, like, it's going to be live on SmackDown, it's just like, well, it's going to be on the show. Like, I think right. they kind of get away with some nomenclature there. Um, I don't think they ever want to put too much of a, an imprint on, like, this week it's live, because then it's like, well, every Because usually we tape this thing and yeah. we put a fake crowd noise and ADR the commentators <laughs> every now and then. It is a SmackDown pop-free edition of SmackDown. That's true. Very true. They, they didn't uh, think to go back on Peacock. I know they wanted to remove a lot of stuff uh, from yes. the network, uh, but they didn't go back to add a SmackDown pop. Um, right. Even though I would say it's a hot crowd. It is a hot crowd. There are some people who get like SmackDown pop usually who don't this week and they don't suffer for it. They actually right. get reactions. So, yeah, the crowd's very excited. The crowd's hot. Albuquerque. Yeah. Last thing I'll say before we get to Velocity. So the reason it's it's live is because otherwise it would have been taped on the night of December 31st, 2002. And December 31st is often known in North America as New Year's Eve. Course, so they wouldn't yes. want to do that. They wouldn't want to do that on New Year's Eve. The people of Albuquerque, the land of enchantment, they had yeah. other plans on New it's Year's true. Eve. It's yeah, true. Gosh, they, they do talk about land of enchantment. So yeah. let's talk about Velocity real quick before we get going here. So sure. the first dark match, Will, I think you're going to be surprised by the, the people involved because Don Marie defeated Gail Kim. So, so Dawn is wrestling on her wedding night? <laughs> I I know. I know. I want to know. What, like, so she, she had to come out and wrestle and then uh, hopefully not sweat too much from the match and then get into her wedding dress only for a short well, period of time, of course. Of course, we know. We've seen Dawn Marie in the showers. So we know she knows where those are. As soon as she did get a good sweat going there, we know she could get figured out. Get, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Al's in yeah. there with his, uh, with his, you know, his, his shirt on. Still, <laughs> oh man, we, we we have to. We I mean, we will get to Al in a state of undress oh, we'll later get on. To Al. So it's funny because uh, this is also funny because Gail Kim is an actual wrestler, uh, and Don Marie. I would one, argue is she on the roster or is no? Or is she's she... this is her kind of. She's coming on, and she'll obviously end up on okay. Raw because otherwise she'll be facing Don Marie every week. But uh, yeah, yeah. And, and it's sad because these dark matches. I don't have. A, I don't really know uh, the finish. Right. So Don Marie could have done a shooting star press for all we know. She could have, yeah. She could have done. Uh, I'm trying to think what, you know, the, what the funniest thing would have been. Um, uh, Canadian Aval- Destroyer, I think. Avalanche Canadian Destroyer was what I was going to say. <laughs> so it's, just, it's, it's something that could only live in video games and people would vid- you know, do it in the game and be like, this is hilarious. Yeah, no. So I choose to believe my own headcanon, as they say on the internet now, is that Don Marie defeated Gail Kim with an Avalanche Canadian Destroyer. I mean, it's incredible. It's such, a, it's such a simple thing, but I just I find it deeply amusing just to imagine just an incredibly, insanely violent move happening. Who, who, who would have known that Don Marie had it in her? 
executed very smoothly as opposed to other matches we've seen Don Marie do. Sure, yeah. It's not really Don Marie's not really a worker. We can uh, you know, be okay saying that, yeah. I think. Yeah. She's gonna think she's other gifts. Uh the next next dark match was Doug Basham and Huh? Which three question marks because that's all Cage Bitch says. Whoever it is, that guy helped Doug Basham defeat Horseshoe and Red Dog. Red Dog being Rodney Mack and Horseshoe being Luther Reigns, still with his WCW gimmick. Wow. So have you that. explained the horseshoe gimmick before on this show? I think you have. It sounds familiar. I don't think it's, I don't think it's rem- explainable. It's kind of like how you, you, know, you, you can't describe. <laughs> it's like it's kind of like a uh, uh, like a Cthulhu kind of thing. It's like a, it, it's it can't be described. Or it's just too horrifying for man to comprehend. Right. Right. Yeah. It's an. It's unspeakable. Yeah. Horseshoe, famously an H.P. Lovecraft invention for WCW. It's Lovecraftian, horseshoe. They, they, they found some tomes of Lovecraft, and uh, Eric Bischoff checked it out, and he's like, oh, God. Yeah, and he gives him a, <laughs> gives him a horseshoe. Uh, I was thinking and, of and WCW. Then somebody, and then somebody asked Eric Bischoff, like, do you remember what he's like, I don't know if I remember signing horseshoe. I don't know. There lots of things that was 20 years ago. Lots of things, you I was know. thinking about Eric Bischoff's life in wrestling. Like, how much would that have ruled just to, like, make up a show and sign guys to contracts just because you have this seemingly bottomless pit of yeah, money, money and show up every week and party with Hulk? Like, Yeah, that, that and still be on good terms with Hollywood Hulk racist Hogan. That's very much so, yes. Um, I was thinking of WCW. I was like, oh, yeah, this, this had a guy named Disco Inferno, and he just uh, – he was disc- – he's what, what else is there to explain? He's and Disco his Inferno. was a stunner. <laughs> <laughs> Disco Inferno. The WCWist guy, I think, to me, is Disco Inferno. Oh, man, um, you know what? And, and despite Horseshoe being on the card here, there, there's a more WCW match that's on SmackDown. Uh, there is indeed, yes. Yeah, there the is. The match. So on with the Velocity matches, which would have been uh, shown the Saturday after they were taped here. So Jimmy Noble and Nunzio defeated Jeff Michaels and Jim Lucas after one of the jobbers tapped out to Noble's trailer hitch. Okay, so J- Jamie did have a match. Okay, good. Jamie about did that. have a match. Nunzio did double duty because we show him later on. That's right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how how much of a chance do you think Jeff Michaels and Jim Lucas thought they had? They're just a couple, a couple of uncle names, right? Those are like your teacher's names. <laughs> Mr. Lucas, what are you doing after school? Hey, I got I'm gonna live my dream here. It's the nephew of Shawn Michaels and the son of George Lucas. Uh, they teamed up. <laughs> George Lucas um, famously. Uh, I'm kick your ass. You? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, love, you. I love it. I love the idea that George Lucas' son is just speaks just as timidly as he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course, his finisher is faster and more intense than anybody else's. That that's all it is. Faster, more intense. Yeah. Maybe we do it on a green screen and um, you know add some uh, zhuzh afterwards. Who knows? Well, I, actually, his finisher would be the special edition. That'd be pretty. Ah, dope. That's a yes. pretty dope name for finisher, actually. A <laughs> uh, uh, train pinned Derek Selsvold after hitting a bicycle kick and a derailer on him, so he doubled up. Okay, there. so A train is on the show. I was A-train. worried about the, my my boy At. You know, a train got out of got out of velocity for long enough to get his hopes up. Only to be slammed right back down there and be like, mm, "Yeah, we need you to beat up uh, local talent. Whoever, whoever yeah. Albuquerque's got in their wrestling school, I need you to p- kick him in the face and then break their back." Yeah, well, a train will he will show up later on as well. Uh, this isn't a permanent uh, demotion for him. Uh, but you bring up a good point, Matt. Are there, are there any wrestlers you can think of from Albuquerque or New Mexico? I guess it would be the only other city in New Mexico I could think of. Santa Fe. Las Cruces? Wait, 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 what about, uh, yeah, 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 or, yeah, we'll make, um, Cactus Jack. 
Truth or consequences. Yes, you're right. Of course, yes. Everyone knows Mick Foley famously from New Mexico. <laughs> hey, I watched – I've only ever seen Mick Foley's matches from 1991 WCW. So as far as I know, he's actually I mean, from there. There you go. Who's to say? Yeah. Okay, Cactus Jack. That's a good answer. Funaki dropped Charles Shipwright with a tornado DDT and made Shipwright count the lights for the one, two, three on velocity. Do they ball. not? Is is this all exclusively like Finnish guys on the on this show, or is there a, I, the velocity main event? Probably will prove me wrong. Yeah. So you're asking if it's just uh, regular guys and then jobbers? Yes. Yeah. I mean, recently it's been a lot more like that. Like early days, of the podcast, it's like it's like a wrestler and like some guy who had a cup of coffee in WCW. It's deeply fascinating, and now it's just like. Schmuck Joseph and uh, is going to go up against uh, Crash and he yeah like it, to me it'd make more sense to have Red Dog and Horseshoe on uh, Velocity right yeah I think I mean if you look at their dark matches they want guys to be on there but they don't want necessarily to be like hey here are the guys who are going to be debuting soon true okay Cause, yeah because yeah they want otherwise, to establish otherwise guys. Brock Lesnar would have been on Heat getting destroyed although you can look on YouTube it's always funny to watch Brock Lesnar lose to Spike Dudley on Heat uh, on dark matches uh, you know in 2001. Yeah, wow. There's a I was I was hearing there's a guy in WCW, former WCW guy who like got the first win over Brock or something in OVW OVW, yeah. Uh like way back when Brock was starting. Well, he was baby baby Brock. He was like one yeah. of the first guys to beat him just cuz like, all right, you're going over Lesnar, you're doing this, you're doing this, right? Before Lesnar was really anything, which he is something uh on the show. He is now. Yeah, he's the next big thing, I I would say. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, yes, yeah, so the main event of Velocity, Chavo Guerrero beat Tajiri. Uh, so Chavo after- did have a match. And Tajiri, okay, Chavo. I've been wondering where this little fellow's been. I know. So yeah. so, T- so Chavo, he rolled Tajiri up with his feet on the ropes, but the spot was kind of messed up because they're too far from the ropes. So in order to have his feet on the ropes and cover Tajiri, Chavo had to just like grab Tajiri's legs. So Tajiri's torso is completely uncovered. And yet he is just kind of like, he's Wait, struggling bang. like, ah, oh, no, I yeah. can't get up. And it's like, just do a sit up. <laughs> Uh, to Jerry, and you're you're good. Uh, and they tried to cover it up with some camera angle stuff, but I was like, I see. What's I see, I see what's happening here. You can't pull the wool over my eyes, Mister Kevin Dunn. Come That's on, right? Exactly. They were zooming in dramatically. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Every impact is yum yum. I uh, yeah no. I uh, we're recording this relatively close to WrestleMania weekend, and uh, it only takes yeah. a, only takes a couple moments watching uh, WrestleMania now to be like, oh gosh. Get a little bit of whiplash there when you see, uh, I don't know, Rhea Ripley punching Asuka, and you're, you're zooming in and out back and forth like you're in Tampa Bay. Yep, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it uh, it uh, hurts. It's it's designed to punish the crowd at home, all these zoom-ins. Like, oh, it's we, horrible. We can infer that, the, you know, there's impact happening. It, it's, yes. It's fine. It doesn't hurt these shows. If you uh, use a static shot, I would, uh, would like it more, obviously. Objectively, yeah. I would like it more. Maybe it's just to sell tickets, Matt, uh, when they start doing live shows again. <laughs> like, please, come see the show yourself so you don't have to be subjected to our constant Zooming. Isn't this painful? Come see us live. It's much better. <laughs> it hurts way less. The only so thing we'll, that'll hurt is your wallet. That's right. So let's uh, let's dive into a live edition of SmackDown, one of the few, if only, SmackDowns that we're going to be covering during this podcast that is live to tape. Now, we cover pay-per-views, obviously. The pay-per-views are live as can be, but yes. we're also going to SmackDown Live. But before it was called exactly that for a period of time, SmackDown Live. Yes, uh, before it was called exactly SmackDown Live. And Matt, this took place. Yeah. It's the only time this will happen in the history of wrestling. Yeah. This took place on one, two, three. Oh, my gosh. It's a pinfall night, baby. That's a big pinfall night. That's right. No tap January outs. Two, 2003. <laughs> That's right. 
One, two, three. Wow. Unless you're incredible. from England and then you screw it up and you say two, one, three. But yeah, I mean, I would do. I kind of go. I for filing and things, I do year, year, um, to be three, one, two. Um, but we do it now. I mean, March. Uh, no, we, I don't want to try to figure all that out. But, but this, <laughs> this, this is a two one. It's a, 2021. Yeah. So yeah. Next thing we'll have a, some sort of countout thing when it's like it's eight, nine, ten. <laughs> that doesn't work anyway. Well, that was October 10th, 2010. That was a big day for uh, Sean Spears. Of course, it was 10, 10, 10. Right. Uh, anyways, we'll, we'll I, move on from that. I really, <laughs> I'm really mad that you referenced Sean Spears on my podcast. How dare you? <laughs> Don't could not, could not have less interest in Sean Spears as a wrestler. Every time he, they, he's like in AEW, and I'm like, nope, turn it off, turn it off. Don't want to see him. <laughs> not interested at all. So this live edition of SmackDown begins. It, it, there's a video. It starts with the word mayhem. With the, with the most grating noise I, I think <laughs> they've ever put on a video package. It's really aggressive. What is it? Hit me with it. Oh, I, I, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> such a bad impression of it. And it's this dramatic video where in, in, in the announcer says Brock Lesnar is back live. And we see Brock Lesnar with, you know, crazy filters on it. And he's wreaking havoc and he's F5 destroying shit and more. Throwing and people in the polls. Yeah. And so the, and the, the fancy, fancy announcer man says, here comes the pain. And then we see <laughs> then, another word. Yeah. And it says marriage. So it's mayhem. Oh. And it was marriage. Now the announcer yeah. is a lady. It's it's a woman, a very nicely spoken uh, woman, talking about uh, yeah the the marriage, the, the the wedding that we'll see tonight. There's piano music coming playing, <laughs> yeah. and we see Al and Don together. We yeah. see mo- including moments where they're in the shower. You know, yeah, the, not, not just sweet moments, but like truly uh, a whole visual uh, encyclopedia of their existence together. <laughs> and then she says, then Al and Dawn make out and we hear SmackDown is live and it's now. That's how we find out it's live. It's That's how we find out it's live. <laughs> and we see the beautiful people intro and it ends with a, a, a graphic that says happy new SmackDown year. Yeah. <laughs> SmackDown logo is in the middle. This is happy new yeah. and then year underneath. But Happy new year SmackDown. Yeah, we have to read it that way. Uh, I, I gotta say, still, Shane McMahon being thrown through the glass at King of the Ring 2001 is still in the intro, despite Shane not appearing on SmackDown in ages before this podcast mandate, at least. King of the Ring 2001 being 18 months ago, and the guy who threw him through the window, Kurt Angle, being completely not visible in that clip. Mm. Well, visually, it's cool, obviously, and it fits. Uh, yeah, this... of course it's cool, but of course it's cool. If it's totally a... falling off the cage, then I don't know. Like, there's any number of things you can. Show well, they don't want to. They don't want to go back. That yeah, Jimmy Stoker jumping not? off the cage at Madison Square Garden. They got. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful people. <laughs> Shawn Michaels winning the title in '96. They got gorgeous George wiping his feet off as he steps in the ring and he's saluting the crowd. Um, I Bob Backlund at Madison Square Garden in 1976. <laughs> this is a slight um, peeve of mine on on wrestling show yeah. intros. They did this for Raw before Raw's current theme, maybe a couple themes back. Um, but it was the one they, they the shots they had were all all WrestleMania B roll, and it looks very good to have people coming down this gigantic ramp in front of right. a huge stadium of people. But I'm like, that's not Monday Night Raw though. Like it's not. Yeah. Like give us shots of the show uh, that we're we're watching. So SmackDown, and I, I try to pay attention to this, but SmackDown has some shots from yeah, has that shot from King of the Ring, has some shots from Survivor Series, not Survivor Series, pardon me, the other SS SummerSlam, and right. I think it has also footage of Undertaker coming down on his bike at WrestleMania 17, uh, 17 or 18, oh, wow. I think. Yeah, okay. so it's got some 
but it also has some SmackDown shots. So I'm like, okay, that's all, that's all right. Like I, I get that you want to get, give people the most like visually appealing kind of intro to really hook them in. Uh, yeah. But I guess I'm a little stickler where I'm like, well, if you're if you're saying like this is the SmackDown show, show us some stuff that happens on SmackDown. I'm sure there's going to be plenty. I think Ray jumping off the cage is still on in the intro. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, and, it's, and that's probably day, the best actually. example of it, right? I think that um, is the best example. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right shows that are cool enough to show up in your intro. And I mean, you know what? You said all that, Will, and I'm remembering, you know, uh, probably about a year ago I was watching some 1997 Raws because, you know, I'm a man of culture. Of course, and yes. uh, even the intro there was the pre-Raws War intro. And, you know, early 97, they're showing stuff from Mind Games 96. And it's like, yeah. that was on pay-per-view. So it's the same It's the same problem. They're like, ah, you want to watch some WWE yeah. content. Or back yeah. then, WWF. Uh, so, what yeah. year was it when the bra intro was just them like brawling in a in a in a exploding factory? 97, Is that ninety seven? Yeah, yeah. They had it thorn was the in your best. eye. That it's actually that rule. I saw somebody recut oh. that with Seinfeld recently. Yes, that uh, was huge. <laughs> that was, oh, the Ross Yeah, I watched the, it several uh, times because it made me laugh a lot. It's very funny. That was that was impeccably done. I don't know if it was originally a YouTube thing or a uh, a Reddit thing, but I was very impressed with that specific edit. I encourage people to go find that. This will be a sure. month or more so, old at this point. Yeah, so I might as well mention this now, too, is that yeah. the Botchermania, which is how I found this uh, Seinfeld intro, the Botchermania intros always make me laugh. They they cut it to old SmackDown, or they cut it to the Dynamite theme with all the uh, Botchermania kind of meme things in there, and it really gets me every time. It really yeah. does. Yeah, love it. Uh, so anyway, that's, just, that's the intro to SmackDown, Matt. There we go. And uh, so to start us off live is John Cena. Yes. Yeah, everybody knows so, it's 2003. Yeah, that's what he says. That's what he starts off with. And John Cena says he still has beef with Rikishi, so he freestyles all sorts of stuff. I don't know, Will, I don't know if you caught all this, but he does at one point say... <laughs> what does he bu- say? I he think says, he comes out and says... So he goes, yo, 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 everybody knows it's 2003, which basically means it's Y2JC. But I still got some beef with that dude, Rikishi, and then kill the beat, okay? So he's coming out to his like generic beat. And then he just kind of says this. Hey, tons of fun. I know you're listening. So I'm about to drop a heavyweight dose of thugonomics on you. And then he gets a new beat that he doesn't really rap over. So this was a hard right. one to follow. Okay. Mess with yeah. me, you die slow and explode, you wide load. Your butt looks like 20 miles of bad road, and I'm here to show everybody where I'm coming from. Your ass looks like two packs of chewed bubble gum. This battle's oh. over. <laughs> I know you can't win this. You should spend your time putting buffets out of business. And then this next one I had to listen to like seven times. So please freeze. You can't hang on your knees. I get the dry heaves when I see your cottage cheese. You got fat knees put uh, plus. <laughs> you got bad Keep knees plus that you're obese. You're so fat when you sweat, you sweat grease. So please, it's over. Don't bother trying it. Call back Jared and get back on the subway diet. And then he hands <laughs> the mic over to B2 who says, Booyah. Booyah. I, uh. I only caught when I was watching. I only caught your butt looks like twenty miles of bad road. I gotta say, a lot of those are fairly clever. Uh, I wonder if John Cena would do a rap so heavily featuring body shaming throughout. I feel like they wouldn't do that no, anymore. He wouldn't do that. that. That would not fit his brand. His no, current no, no, brand. No. He does not send out a tweet every day being like, "Hey, if you're fat, uh, you know, why don't you do something about it? You big <laughs> chubby." <laughs> Usually, it's a little more inspiring. Like, you know, every day is a chance to make it better and blah blah. blah you know, don't let people tell you what to do and stuff. Yeah, Very inspiring John Cena on, on Twitter. I do appreciate that. I like his Instagram a little more, which is just no context photos of whatever. I like that. So, yeah. Will, did you catch the uh, the shirt that he was wearing? Uh, the, my next note is uh, Cena's wearing a Konami Code t-shirt. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A-B-A, start. Is it, is it a Contra Code? Is that what it's called? 
Yeah, so Konami made Contra. Okay, so it, it, it works it's, for a it's couple of way. Konami games. So it works okay. for Gradius. It works for several of them. Yes, it's the Thirty yes. Live Code in uh, Contra. Yeah, that's a uh, you know kind of the I don't know if I, I guess it counts as retro, but that's kind of a kind of fitting with the the retro thing back then. A little bit of the video game nerded stuff, you know. Right. Um, yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, no, of course I I would uh, I would be a fool if I didn't also mention that he's also wearing a checkered black and white bucket hat and tan yeah. jorts if they can even be called jorts in that situation with like a cartoon on the on the right cheek yeah. I'm not sure what it is if it's like one of those like thugged out Tweety Birds or something you oh know gosh, like I you wear so. a shirt with the Tasmanian Devil and he's like dressed in a toque and really saggy jeans and he's looking all hard yeah <laughs> or he's get... got or he's got like dreads and his his eyes are all red and he's on <laughs> yeah. the joint or something or. Uh, those shirts yeah. are like three hundred dollars now. By the way, they're like the coolest things. Oh my god, for sure. Get. I think wasn't it wasn't it um, wasn't it Calvin peeing on a Ford logo? Wasn't that what it was on there? I think that might have been. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was uh, John Cena cartoon peeing on uh, Twenty Miles of Bad Road. Yeah. So <laughs> John Cena is with B squared, and he's heading yeah. up against Rikishi. Early on, we're told that Rikishi quote likes to have fun. Which yeah, is like, again, the damning loves to have fun. Rikishi got yeah. a legit pop though when he came out. Oh sure, I was happy for my guy. The, the Albuquerque, Matt Albuquerque, New Mexico. You know what they wanted a piece of? A piece of the quiche. <laughs> a piece of the quiche, Matt. They wanted it. I think Daniel Pettipo was in the crowd for this show. By the way, he I think it was <laughs> front row with his Rikishi ass shirt on. <laughs> he was loving it. He Shout loves man. He, he loves what he loves, and I I appreciate it. This podcast is an adventure in learning about people and all that sort of thing. So it's been really great. It's one, hey, it's awesome. Be be who you are. I love yeah. it. Michael Cole references the mayhem and marriage theme from the opening video, uh, promoting yes. obviously the wedding between Al Wilson and Don Marie tonight, and Brock Lesnar's presence, which is specifically the mayhem. Now, um, can you imagine Vince McMahon saying mayhem and marriage? Because that's definitely like a sounds to me like a Vince McMahon thing. Yeah, uh, from his brain to our our ears, it's a, a direct several pipeline. A hundred percent, hundred percent. It is, it is a very enjoyable to go back and listen to these things and be like, especially Michael Cole is such a ventriloquist dummy. Some of these times where he says things, and you're just like, I like. Vince McMahon would have said that in 1996 on Raw. Like he would mm-hmm. like if this is the same characters, he would have said the exact same things. Yeah, and that's why Michael Cole has had a 20, you know, five year career there. Yeah, that's no, true. I mean, that's one way to make it. Now I, I have no respect for him, but that's okay. Um, Michael Cole mentions <laughs> that Team Angle is making their debut tonight, um, mm-hmm. and that's as John Cena is being saved from a stink face by B, B squared. And I have to say, it's nice that there's more people debuting who will continue to make SmackDown a good quality wrestling show in this era. You know, we're gonna keep the quality up. With Team Angle uh, as part of the show. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, me too. Yeah. So uh, B-Squared drives Rikishi into the apron outside before throwing him back into uh, the ring for Cena to cover him for two. And then Cena hits her back suplex on Rikishi as Michael Cole tells us the Royal Rumble will have 15 Raw guys and 15 SmackDown guys. This was announced on Raw this past week. The first time ever. Yeah. Well, they didn't have the brand split this time last year, right? Exactly. uh, That's why. Yeah. They were all just people. Yeah, and now I'm excited for the, the Royal Rumble to be a thing we talk about on the show. Because before, yes. I mean, obviously before Armageddon, Royal Rumble is just, let's not, not even think about it. And now it's like, ooh, it's one of the most exciting kind of pay-per-views of the year. Yes, yeah. About. Some intrigue about the Rumble uh, coming up on the show tonight. So B-Squared, he tries to get Cena the chain, but the ref spots it, and he takes it away, causing Rikishi to, uh, uh, he hits a, a standing spine buster. And then... Uh, uh, oh, but as that's happening, as the, like the whole the chain thing is happening, Rikishi uh, goes for pin and doesn't get anything from it because the ref is distracted by B squared. So Rikishi brings B squared into the ring, 
Um, which we later find out would not be a disqualification because he brought B squared into the ring that comes up mm-hmm. later on the show. That does come up reason. later on the show, yeah. <laughs> that very specific rule that never existed before. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Cena pushes the ref away, which leads to the referee, I, I guess, thinking Rikishi did the pushing? Yeah, because he goes after Rikishi and be like, yeah, what the hell you knew, man? Yeah. So when Rikishi rolls, so when Cena rolls Rikishi up, um, the ref counts, I don't know, maybe semi quickly. Now, John oh. Cena is also near the ropes. And yeah. maybe we're supposed to, he's supposed to be kind of tangled up there to be doing some cheating. I, it's hard to tell. Because he just rolls them up, like, straight up, right? Yeah, pretty much. But he's pretty by much. the ropes enough that I wouldn't be shocked if there's supposed to be, like, a hand involved in the ropes there. Yeah, a hand or a foot on the rope or something. Uh, yeah. That's got to be one of the harder finishes to do is, like, do the um, get your foot on the rope uh, or hand on the rope finishes if you're in a weird spot. I mean, we saw it on Velocity th- with ring exactly. veteran Chavo Guerrero. You only have three seconds to do it. <laughs> so you gotta be it's like, true. Right, here we go. One. Two. Oh, my toe on the rope. Three. Oh, look, what a cheater. Exactly. And the challenge, too, is, like, you also have to make it, like, we have to acknowledge the ropes aren't themselves magic. Like, you have to do something on there so that leverage is created. <laughs> so you can't just be, like, like yeah, yeah. you just <laughs> yeah, touch just them. Like, and it's yeah. like the ropes are electrified and the other guy's, like, taking the heat <laughs> for it or something. Yeah, he's, he's, he's stunned to the yeah. mat. Yeah. No, okay. Will, I'm going to ask you this, and because okay. I, I don't know if this is the case or not. Are we seeing more rope stuff? Is this a, Is this more rope tomfoolery than usual is this a, is this a crush of paul Heyman this time i guess is what i'm asking you mm. are we seeing more than usual uh more than, yeah i think it's about the same yeah. uh but yeah you're right he he does like a like a little bit of a screwball finish from these uh from these heels right he very not so often the heels win uh clean uh on this show yeah uh, yeah and even Just, they'll have like a baby face sometimes do it if they feel like it i guess you know what'd be great is if, if just once at the during like at the beginning of a show or something like that, there's a wrestler who's like uh, who's trying to meet with another wrestler and they're going to go into like kind of a, a meeting room and they're like, Oh, actually the referees are having their annual meeting in there and you just like you go inside for a second and step in your manager's their hands in their hands, she goes, Again, guys, I need you to check the ropes when you do this thing. I need you to go, I need you to do that. I need you I'm to be aware of that. Three sort of seconds. Thing. Yeah. Why do you pay for our insurance? When Rock when this, they're getting hit, when, shoved. <laughs> When when the when the heels clap their hands, guys, I need you to really interrogate to see if they actually do the tag. Okay, I need you to do it. <laughs> it's two of them and one of us. What the hell are we yeah, exactly. <laughs> he trips one trips one of the guys and he just dies in front. Of, oh no! <laughs> Another guy runs in instead. He's gonna take, finish the rest of the meeting for her. So yeah, here we go. And so uh, so yeah, John Cena wins the match. And John uh, Cena wins the match. Yeah, Rikishi chases the boys into the crowd after the match. This is, he's he's feeling hot afterwards, but he's and, cut off by organ music. Yep, it's live, so we have to stack a bunch of stuff together, I guess. Um, Which is cool. It helps. It yeah. helps the show. I'll say that. Now, I also say that this show, if you see on your WWE network, it's about an hour twenty seven, which is about two minutes longer than every ever the SmackDown is. So they, I think they went over a little bit. Oh, they got to pay uh, a, a fine to UPN or something. I guess. I think I think Tough Enough was on after, so they kind of got away with it. But oh, okay. So yeah, so Don Marie comes out in her wedding dress. She's waving to the crowd at the entrance. She has a mic in her hand, and I'm almost confident she has a wig on her head. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, her hair looks very fake. And so Don says she was looking herself in the mirror earlier, and she's a beautiful bride. And then Don says, you know, later tonight, she's going to take her wedding dress off, and she's going to marry Al Wilson in the nude, which is always a weird phrase. Because, because, why? Like, because... I guess they really want people to watch that segment. Everything about the Dom Marie yes. segments has been like, I promise there's going to be some sort yes. of 
thing you would never see on this show. It's going to happen. Yes, Trust it's me, It's always folks. a titillating promise of something. That's right. Where she good, says, I'm going to slip words. a nip, I promise. I will be naked on UPN at whatever time <laughs> right. of night this wedding takes, like 8.30 p.m. or something. Like, Yeah, exactly. So, okay, do you think that WWE gives, like, heads up to the network? Or do you think they get a call from an anxious network head who's like, hey, please tell me you're not going to do something stupid tonight with the you're not, she's with not the nudity? Yeah. yeah, I think maybe they do. They're just like, listen, uh, Hunter Smackdown show tonight. There's going to be marriage. It's going to be mayhem. Also, it's going to be Dummery. She's going to say she's going to get naked. She won't get naked, folks. Don't worry. We got something planned. She won't get naked. Well, she's not going to be in her underwear, is she? She won't get naked. Don't worry about that. <laughs> it's fine. Have a nice day. And the other guy, he's going to be fully clothed too, right? And you're not going to yeah. like add anything to his pants to make it look like he's got something else in there, right? No. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I have some thoughts. And then before they hang up the phone, they go, okay, just to be clear, this is the most graphic thing we're going to see on the show tonight. There's not going to be anything like, it's not going to be like pools of blood or anything like that at any point. It's not going to be one guy who's just going to be a bloody mess at any point. It's a live go, show. Oh, yeah. any, anything can happen. Who knows? Uh, it's yeah. a live show. Yeah, it's a live show. People leak. Uh, it's a live show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I have a question about the mayhem. I'm so sorry. Got to go. Uh, catering. Okay. And they just hang up. <laughs> Are those cookies? Click. That's okay. So, Stephanie McMahon is walking through the backseat area at the Tingley Coliseum, and she knocks on the door of the bridal suite, which the is bridal it's, suite. It's written on the door, and I don't know if it's Curl's MT or what the font is, but it's very <laughs> much. Uh, oh, you font heads get at us. Yeah, come at me, font heads. So Stephanie walks up to Don Marie and with Jan, <laughs> she says hi to Jan. Jan makes says an appearance once Jan. again, which also by the end of the, by the end of the little segment, it kind of makes sense because Don Marie addresses some questions to Jan. Oh, uh, Don so Marie has a Days of Our Lives yes. moment. At the I end of this segment. multiple times on the show, even last week, they will point out certain people they wouldn't usually point out if the person is going to have an interaction with the person later on. It's like in mm. cartoons when a rock is a different color. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. they're going to use that rock. So it's last week yeah. on the show, when Jason Roberts, who later is known as Justin Roberts, is doing the announcing, they have a little card for him saying, hey, this is Jason Roberts. He's the announcer. And then during the match later on that night, he actually has to do some announcing. So the so Jan is a similar situation. Right. Yeah. These are things you notice when you, when you do this. So Stephanie tells Dawn that it's fine that she wants to get married on SmackDown. Um, and I, I would hope so. It's your show, and I'm sure you gave her permission. It's also the second wedding in, like, t- three months on, yes, the, exactly. on the show. You would think that Stephanie would be like, I just – can I get – I want to have eyes on the preacher. I really want to just meet him uh, and know him very well before you go out there. <laughs> I'd love to know that guy. Um, but Stephanie says, you know, the whole naked thing, no bueno. No so the bueno. Wedding is, the wedding is on, and so is your dress, Stephanie says. Yes. And so Stephanie threatens some real repercussions. Serious but, repercussions. As serious repercussions. But, but as she leaves, Dawn asks Jan just how serious those could be. Uh, how how serious? She asks Jan. So the shot is is Dawn yes. in the foreground. Jan in the back. Dawn's looking ahead and kind of slightly looks over her shoulder. Jan, I wonder just how serious those repercussions could be. And, you know, devilish evil smile. On Very the, much Dawn so. Marie. I got to ask. Her. Yes. Um, remember when Don Marie worked for Stephanie? Did she still work for Stephanie? I think Stephanie. She was, she was one of Stephanie's employees. Don't she take was... off your dress and also get me some coffee, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In that order. Look, we talked a few months ago. We gave you some time off, some chicanery, some tomfoolery. I know you wanted to be healed for a little while. so I lent you my tiger print bedspread for the hotel. Right. The least you can do is... Please. Uh, please. Don't ruin our network contract. (laughs) 
Michael Cole ends the segment by saying, will Don Marie dare to defy Stephanie McMahon here tonight? And he sounds like an AI I was programmed by feeding a TV guide episode descriptions or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just the most yeah. like unnatural way to frame that exact question. But we know it's not ADR. We, of course, part. yeah, it has to be live. It oh, my gosh. Live. Yeah. Um, yes, exciting things later on to ask whether or not they were meant to be done or meant to be live or not. But uh, <laughs> when I say exciting things, I'm not referring to the next match, Chuck Palumbo versus Bill DeMott. Chuck's got his last name back, I guess. It says Palumbo he's, on his tights. Was he ever? Just, wait a minute. Was he ever just Chuck? No, yeah. He's, yes, he's he was Chuck with Palumbo Billy and Chuck. He was, just, he, was, he was just Chuck. Billy was just Billy. Right. And now he's Chuck Palumbo yes. again, uh, or has yes. been, I guess, since he's gone solo. Yeah. Yeah. I think he should have been like, he should have done like a promo. He should have been just one more thing. You know, Chuck, maybe that's called Puck Colombo, maybe. Oh, no. (laughs) No? Okay. Uh, Anyway, so. (laughs) so, You're on your own. uh, Chucky P is in the ring already. He's tugging on the ropes. He does not get an entrance because it's, uh, it is a. Because he's Chuck Palumbo. And uh, this is where I have to point out that everyone's Titantron graphics include some New Year's uh, themed imagery, like streamers and balloons with WWE logos on. Fireworks. Yep. Most serious wrestler, uh, least important wrestler. They all have the same thing. Party. It's like it's so, like Halloween. Yeah. Yes, very much so. So Chuck has red boots, which don't match his, match his black trunks and knee pads, but it's kind of like the stuff he wore was with Billy. and kind of makes me sad to remember that. He's probably wearing his old Chuck and Billy sh- boots here. That's right. Yeah, he's, he's wearing his old uh, maybe under trunks, you know, under his, under his uh, whole deal there. His under trunks. Speaking of under trunks, Don Al Wilson. Okay, anyway, so the story here. Yeah. Oh, boy. Is that Bill DeMott. Who's a bully? He finally has to face someone his own size. That's right. And, yeah. Uh, uh, this is the match I was alluding to earlier when I said this is a very WCW match because this is a very late yes. era WCW match. These guys absolutely actually tangled a few times in tag team matches on Thunder in the year 2000. That's pretty funny to me. Wow. This is they're they're used to wrestling on uh, in the middle of the week. Here we are, 2003, and they're back at it. They're back at it. So Palumbo gets the belly to belly suplex. He gets excited, but uh, Bill Demont hits a scorpion death drop. Reverse DDT, more more WCW content on Chuck mm-hmm. Palumbo to win. Kind of random. We've never seen Bill DeMott do that before. It was a pretty sense. good striking fight uh, between these guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hard hitting. Pretty pretty good. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I don't. I still don't know what the goal is with Bill DeMott, what their plan is. There's, oh, yeah. There's, sorry. There's no goal. No. There's no goal. No. That, and that, yeah. that's the that's the, the thing about Bill DeMott. Yeah, he hits the Scorpion Death Drop. They call it a reverse neck breaker uh, yeah, for the bad. win. Uh, and I was like, okay. Okay, yeah, that got an okay. And in my notes, I wrote poor Chuck. Come on, poor Chuck. I know it's sad. I think. I mean, the best thing you could do with the Bill Demott storyline would be just to have some debuting face uh, at some point just destroy Bill Demott. I think so, or a yeah. plucky little guy, right? Yeah, just have him like. And then you have your, you know, so you debut like a spanky kind of guy. That would be a good move. Sure, yeah, he would be not too uh, far removed from this date. Uh, yeah. I believe his, his his debut. So we get a video package here, Will, and I think it's pretty interesting. <laughs> It's interesting because it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just it's gonna call. Early. I'm gonna. It's an, a year early. It's a. It's a lie. It's a straight well, up lie. It, well, this I is mean, what I'm wondering though. Okay, so let's yeah. be clear. This is what's happening. Is so there's a video package that shows the Undertaker over the years, and very pointedly, it's all when he was a zombie dead man boy. Just and, dead man boy. Like the 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 words at the end say. Yes. Darkness consumes the light and beckons his return. The dead man walks again. Royal Rumble. And it's, yes, Matt, very yep. purposefully not showing any American badass biker taker in this at all. It's all uh, lightning-y, and it's very blue and purpley and, and smoky, and, and, and yes, it's very much like, oh, he's coming back as his old character. That, 100%. That's how you, There's no other way you can interpret, interpret that. Them. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's it's so... And so now I'm wondering, like, was that... 
Was that something they were considering? Mm-hmm. Um, I think obviously at this point his hair would not be long enough to do that. I know that was kind of a thing when he came back in 2004. His hair is kind of not at Undertaker length hair. Yeah, I don't know like if that Chad would be Kroger a major hair, consideration. Yeah. It could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I bet before t- his return in 2004, he was probably thinking about it. That was probably something they would weigh frequently. I know that people at the time really wanted to have Deadman Undertaker back. Yeah. We didn't know if he ever would. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if this is a liar or what this is, per se. Yeah, or maybe it was just uh, just the way they decided to to do it. It's it's interesting, though, just, just, just seeing the way, like, if they tease something like that today, it'd be like, okay, he's coming back as yeah. this character. Uh, yeah. But he doesn't, and I actually don't remember how he returns to the Royal Rumble. Uh, I believe get to he, it. yeah, I, as far as I know, he just I think he just out comes out, right? Called. And it's just yeah. like, do, cheek, do, yeah. cheek. We're told that we're done it now, we've done it now, and we've. We've gone and made a big mistake, Matt. They've gone and made a big mistake by not turning his character back to his old character. Yeah, and they're hoping you're going to pay for Royal Rumble 2003 (laughs) with the promise of the dead man. (laughs) Yes. I did it again, Will. Uh, It's got to be like, hi, this is WWE Superstar, The Undertaker. You're going to pay for Royal Rumble this weekend, live from Fleet Center in Boston. (laughs) (laughs) Just give like a really flat like athlete promo. Like, I always get my back adjusted at Johnson Chiropractor. Something. <laughs> so Billy Kidman is walking backstage. He runs into Tori. Yeah, and Tor- uh, Tori just holding a cup of water, <laughs> like you do. Drinking uh, a clear never, cup of they've water. They've never said these two are a couple. I mean, they're a couple in real life at this point. They're kind of flirty, I guess. Um, they've never really kind of done the connection here. They seem buddy buddy, especially with like a little hug at the end. Like, all right, take care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I can't quite make sense of this. Well, so does Tori say she thinks Dawn is sleazy, but she's still kind of there to support her dad? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't it's... super pay attention to it. Um, to, it's to unclear. The exact wording. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's unclear. You really dissect what she said. It's actually quite cryptic. Uh, you have to go back, rearrange her words. She's the way yeah. she says it. I mean, we'll go back and zodiac this. She thing, said the but... she said the dead man walks again, but backwards. I thought that was curious. It um, was interesting. Yeah. 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 So B- Billy Kimmon offers to do his impression of the wedding to cheer Tori up, and I was like, "What's about to happen here?" Yeah, Kidman trying some uh, some as they call it entertainment, trying some comedy here. I was as soon as Kidman's like, I'm gonna do some impressions. I was like, I can think of about a thousand people on the roster I want to see do comedy intentionally besides Billy Kidman. Yeah, his and Al so, wasn't bad. Now I, he I does an think. impression of Al Wilson, which well, this is my my take on it is I bet he did that in real life, and I 100 percent think so. Tori, he's with Tori. And, and, yeah, so I assume yeah. that it was like, oh, he kind of does a funny thing of Al Wilson. Let's put him on there, and like. It's very nose-centric, uh, and it's all about sniffing and being weird. Yeah. And then he does Don Marie. Don Marie is a total afterthought of an impression. It's just a valley girl. It's like, Don Marie doesn't sound like that. Yeah, it's it's no. it's not a great impression. The it's crowd a very, likes yeah. it, though. The crowd is – they, they yes. think it's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. The Don Marie is kind of a, a women-be-shopping uh, kind of yeah. impression. Yeah. Sort of thing. It, he should not, have gone uh, Long Island with it, I think. Well, 100%. Kind of yeah, there's totally uh, – you could do, yeah, Long Island medium-style kind of thing. Of course, yeah. Um, let's do that. <laughs> we all know that. So, yeah, I would just not have had Billy Kimmon do anything, uh, quote-unquote, funny on uh, on camera. I would recommend that it. Was the extra, that was the extra two minutes, by the way, Matt, was Kidman's uh, comedy act. <laughs> they needed to have it in there. Two minutes well spent. Kurt Angle is with Team Angle. He's in the interview area with Josh Matthews. And mm-hmm. Matthews asked Angle if Angle will be prepared for the Royal Rumble. And Angle wonders if Benoit is prepared since he beat him up last week. And we see footage from last week when Team Angle... Beat up Benoit after the match. They did all sorts of double teaming on him, and they dragged him down to the entrance so that cho- Kirk could choke him with a crutch, kind of like a two mobsters bringing him back to a gang leader. And yeah, 
This is when when they interview Kurt Angle in person when Josh Matthews is there. That is what I notice. Kurt Angle's belt still says Big Show on it. The nameplate oh, has not changed. Oh man, I didn't yes. notice that. It's How clear as day. Ch- changed it. I'm not even really looking for it. I really should, as someone doing a podcast on this. But every time I just catch a glimpse of it in bl- big black letters on a gold nameplate, it says Big Show. And it's been and like. We, it's been a couple weeks now. It's been six years. It's been yeah. eighty four years. Um, and, and and you know nowadays we know they change the plates like basically that night. Like they put it they put it down on a road crate and like here's a screwdriver. Yeah. Let's take off. You know they, um, they count you know. three and then all of a sudden from the back comes a social media team and a guy with a screwdriver who's going to change the plates. That like <laughs> the guy with the in that moment comes running out. <laughs> and, and, and some producer goes up to the rest and says, like, "Talk about how cool this is for you." Yeah. Oh, what about sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, I love Kurt Angle saying show the freaking footage right now. Also, Kurt Angle, I noticed in his interviews, whenever he gets asked, he's like, "What do I think? What do I think?" Like he gives the yeah. gives a nice repeat of the of the question. Am I prepared? Yeah. Yeah. He just just starts off um, with uh, not disgusted, but in- insulted for sure. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, very put so, off by the question. Oh, big time. So Angle talks up Haas and Benjamin and the wrestling cred- credentials and how the three of them are the three best wrestlers in the world. And so he theorized that uh, Chris Benoit, since he's Canadian, probably went to the University of Saskatchewan. Yeah, I appreciate that, Matt. Which is a fine institution with a lovely <laughs> campus and a good science program and wonderful Saskatoon. Thank you very much. Yes, yeah, I need to take umbrage with that. It's just funny to say that and be like, I've spent a lot of time there. <laughs> I'm not like, a graduate of the U.S. I've been in this place. Yeah, it's, have, it's a yes. weird thing to hear from a SmackDown in 2003 live from Albuquerque, New Mexico. This Caught know, my school. ear. It's yes, a, you know, it very much caught my ear there. So, Kurt Angle re- re- uh, emphasizes the wrestling in WWE yes. a few times. He says, you know, and, and you wouldn't hear that now. You know, I, I wonder, no. will it should be called WSEE, World Sports Entertainment Entertainment? Yeah, yeah, no. He, he, he the, I remember this uh, promo. I think it was really? in a package from. Um, I think they for threw Royal it in Rumble, a package right? for like Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, it's like when he says the name of the game is wrestling, uh, and that's what. We do best. In fact, he ends this by saying the name of the game is wrestling, not entertainment, which is hilarious to it's me. It's really funny now uh, because it might as well be, yeah, World Entertainment, Entertainment, Entertainment Enterprises, Inc. or something. Yeah. Because uh, they hate the word wrestling, even though that's you, what it is. I know. It's so it's so strange. It's like, well, if only there was a word to describe this. It's like, well, there is. Yeah. Um, it's entertainment. Angle finishes his promo by saying Benoit should be worried sick. Yeah. I like that. I do so like that, uh, Kurt Angle, yeah. like not being diminished by his physical state. You know, they're asking him if he's his knees going to be ready and stuff, and he's still talking smack. Uh, oh yeah, know, he's, he's got his two uh, kind of heavies with him, but uh, I love that he's not like you know feeling uh, 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 yeah diminished in any way. He's like, yeah, nah, I'm still going to beat him. I'm still the best. Look at these guys. These guys are the best too. Why else would they be with me? They're the best. I'm the best. We're all the best. It's a slightly uh, – it's not as heelish as uh, some other ways you could do it, right? Some other heels would be like, uh, you know, like, ah, oh, you know, I need time to recover. You know, people, you know, uh, you know I'm hurt, but I'm, I'm, I'm gutting it out kind of thing. He's like, no, no, I'm tough. I can do this. I think they really need to let people know, like, yes, there will be a match for the title at Royal Rumble. Like, yes. like there's a reason we haven't taken it off this guy. Because we've seen uh, recently over the past couple of years, oh, sure. you know, uh, guys get legitimately hurt or, 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 or women get hurt. Uh, like Oscar did when she had to give up the NXT women's title, or oh, know. Oscar didn't get hurt. Well, you're from Missouri, that Oscar Oscar gave it up willingly to go onto the main roster. Just oh, she was hurt. Oh, is that is that the somebody okay. else? Never mind. Uh, somebody else. Yeah, no. uh, Oscar. Oscar sorry, this is where I am once again going to. Uh, 
Oscar. So, okay, we're just going to step back for a second here because I started an NXT rewatch in uh, with the May 2017 pay-per-view and uh, or the, the takeover that they had. And I'm reminded of this because this, the WrestleMania weekend just happened and Roman Reigns famously uh, beat Daniel Bryan and Edge by stacking them on top of each other and pitting them both. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was started watching NXT in the most dominant wrestling moment or a series of wrestling moments I've ever seen in my life were also running Oscar. So I yeah. hadn't, I hadn't seen her wrestle much before. And well, have I told you this before? Will the story, I don't know. Let's, let's hear it. So, okay. Essentially the video package for this match. So Oscar, it was Oscar going up against two other people. I think it was Ruby, Wright, and Maybe, um, Ember moon. And, uh, during the video package, they explained a few things. First off that Oscar's undefeated. Uh, second, that Oscar's uh, undefeated streak is longer than Bill Goldberg's it just recently happened where she eclipsed Bill Goldberg's, uh, winning streak. And the match that we're going to have tonight is the result, you know, of that night was there was a uh, battle royal. And uh, I think there were three people, three wrestlers left. And Asuka ran down. It was the number one contenders battle royal specifically. Asuka ran down. She and she beat up all three of them, including injuring (laughs) Ember Moon. And so she couldn't be in the match anymore. So it was was somebody else. Ruby Wright and somebody else against Asuka there. So in the number one contenders match, the the battle royal for Asuka just shows up and destroys them. And so they wrestle. She has to wrestle two of the other ones in a triple threat match at the pay-per-view. Yeah. And she beats both of them, and she pins them both at the same time. <laughs> it's the most dominant thing I've ever seen in my life for a wrestler, where it's like, there's a number one contenders match. She kills everyone, so there's no winner. They say, you have to face everyone, and then she beats everyone in the same match. Uh, that's how they should have brought. That's how they should have booked Brock this whole time, too. I know. They could have done yeah. that. They could have done it. Thing, like, yeah. Like just an absolutely silly amount of dominance, which is I hilarious there. So <laughs> that was, this has been Asuka in the NXT corner. There you go. Uh, so next up, Eddie Guerrero with Chavo Guerrero versus Billy Kidman. Yeah, and Matt, mm-hmm. Eddie, sporting a look. He's shaved the mullet. The mullet is gone. He's got a buzzed head. He makes a whole thing of it uh, on the way down. He touches it, and he's like, oh, it's gone. Chavo rubs it. Uh, and look. Matt, I mean, come on, speaking as a man. Yes. He, uh, I'm referring to yourself, of course. Speaking of, mm-hmm. as a man who enjoys a nice, a nice, you know, clean uh, short quaff. I mean, you got you got to be a fan. You got to be a fan of the look. I mean, I hope he's enjoying it as much as he should be because the wind is going through the hair. It's gone. You yeah. know, you're scalp it's so much good. easier. Yeah. Um, you don't have to yeah. think about it too much. Yeah, it's a great look. I, I think it's save, saving time in the shower. I like that this haircut gets a name <laughs> later on. I didn't know what this was called, but John Cena names it later on. Spoiler okay, alert for what happens during. Oh yes, he does. Spoiler okay. alert for what happens during this match. By the way. Looking forward to that. Uh, this match specifically is non-titled because Eddie is not a cruiserweight and Billy Kidman is not a tag team. Uh, there's a, uh, a sign in the crowd that says Eddie makes minimum wage, which yes. I guess is a day laborer joke. I love those. Sure, yeah. Yeah, um, there's a bunch of Eddie jokes coming up, by the way. Oh, yes. Uh, that were written oh, well, by yeah. an individual, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chavo is wearing his belt on the outside of the ring. I would wear my belt everywhere as well. I appreciate yeah. that. He's not having over his shoulder. He's wearing it. Or if you want to get ribbed by the veterans, you wear your belt through the airport. That, that's a classic one. Uh, I would for do that. New wrestlers, I would do that. I would do that. I get ribbed. I don't care. <laughs> the he traded, Bill Demott's going to call me all sorts of things. I don't care. So <laughs> He's a Eddie Guerrero gets it gets a sort of an arm bar on uh, on Billy Kidman, and then all of a sudden John Cena and B squared emerge from the stage with a microphone. Ah, look who it is. It's Los Guerreros. I crack your shell and make you huevos rancheros. Don't get upset, bro. Don't get. There's no need to get upset. I heard you get the tip, though. You cut the mullet. Don't sweat. It's not your fault. You're not this hard. 
I call immigration. They tear up your green card. Mm. I see you're scarred by this verbal attack. 1983 called. They want their hairstyle back. Relax, mm. man. You in here with the showmaker. I'll leave you stocking shelves at your local bodega. So tell Chavo and the other SA Vatos, we taking your titles. You go back to serving tacos. That's right, SA. No more Latino heat, bro. Taco Bell is hiring. Stuffed burrito meat. He kind of gets cut off at the end by uh, an attacking Chavo. Okay, that makes more sense. I noted the green card thing, of course. They're really trying to yes. pack a lot into these raps that are not the most uh, compre- like in the moment. It's like okay, they want to challenge the tag team titles. There's a whole yeah. issue there. Yeah, there's actually storytelling happening like in this in this rap. Yeah, as John Cena's like, "Bad trainer, so I'm trying to head hey." You're like, yeah. "All right, good." So the. The referee is not bothered by this incredibly major distraction. <laughs> no, I guess no. they can't. There's no rule in the book that says a guy can't come out rapping, I guess. Exactly. Uh, Eddie Guerrero rushes for the ropes to get at Cena, and then all of a sudden uh, that becomes an issue there. Kim and Grasman attacks him instead. And so uh, B-Squared and Chavo Tussle end up in the ring, and they're the only ones yes. in there because Kim and, uh, and Eddie Guerrero are on the floor, I believe. Yeah. And then Rikishi runs down. He gets a huge pop. Rikishi shows Rikishi. up in this match here. Big and he pop. runs down to fight B-Squared. Referees rush the ring to separate B-Squared, Rikishi, and Chavo. And yeah. uh, this is where Gotta I remind you this is an Eddie Guerrero-Billy Kidman match. <laughs> yeah, in case you didn't know. Yeah. We take a break. and We come back. Chavo and B-Squared have been sent away. And Rikishi is still fighting with the rest of the entrance way. I guess he wants to get to Cena. He really um, wants a piece, man. And yeah. uh, Cena has reappeared to do commentary here. Yeah, and so Cena... He's uh, he he seemingly only speaks in rap. Uh, yes, the whole he speaks time in rap on... like it's a language that it's like Klingon, and they don't really quite get it. Because <laughs> but... he they ask him questions, and he, and he yeah, he just has little couplets, and they're like, wow, well, uh, like, as if he's like, I don't know, speaking French. Michael Cole says he needs an English to rap dictionary. Uh, I there, uh, I will say, I did not transcribe every single John Cena rap on commentary because that would actually be impossible. Although yeah. one thing that he says that doesn't make any sense. He says, you're Darth Vader, I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi. Did John Cena watch Star Wars? Did you know what Darth Vader does to Obi-Wan Kenobi? He kills him. <laughs> um, so. well, and it's 2003, so the, uh, you know, it's not like uh, Revenge of the Sith has come out and there's like a clear, you know, uh, you know where, where Obi-Wan yeah. got a victory. Uh, That's in the right. Moment. Yeah, he has, so. he has no idea what's coming. If, he's got to ask Jeff Lucas from the pre-show uh, if his dad gave him, you know. Jim, the, Jim Lucas will, of course. Jim Lucas. Oh, Apologies as always to Jim Lucas. Jim, if you can get at us, uh, we're uh, gonna send you over a SmackDown Six T-shirt. Next as an week, next week in Memphis, uh, John, you're gonna we're gonna feel about into pain. Anyway, uh, oh, they're <laughs> in Tucson next like, week. By the way, they're in Tucson. Um, uh, so Cena yes. does mention Eddie went back to 1983. Okay, with Is this the reference. No, he's referencing his haircut. It's a haircut called the Wiffle, Matt. The Wiffle. This the is Wiffle. I, this is all news to me. Yeah, so I looked up wiffle, and basically a wiffle is just a buzz cut when it's all the same length. That's okay. that's all it is. It's, so I'm rocking the wiffle. I guess you're rocking a wiffle, Matt. I didn't want to be the one to have to break it to you, but you. I guess you're rocking a wiffle from 1983. 1983. It's weird to think of a, a buzzed head as being dated. I don't know. I I mean, maybe just because I think of myself as a uh, a person very, of eternity, but you're very fashion forward. Also, Thank Taz you. and John Cena said they're cool now. Okay, after they had that okay. altercation. At the right uh, hip hop uh, challenge, so yeah, that's they're right. Cool. Hip hop challenge. Supposedly yeah. Rikishi won that. I have, I cannot imagine he actually won that, but they always say that. So Eddie does a gory special into a spinning slam, which is cool. It gets yeah. two splash mountain. I think he calls they call it or something like that. Yeah. Well, it's almost splash mountain, but he doesn't. Almost. No, 
Space Mountain? No, spl- no, no, it's not. It's nothing like Space Mountain or Splash. Oh, yeah. is, is Eddie taking the uh, Splash uh, Mountain? Is, the- no, Splash Mountain is when you're. Uh, yeah, woo. Um, it's when you get a guy up in the razor's edge, and instead of uh, dropping him down on his shoulders, you you pop him up and power bomb him. Eddie won a match recently with that, actually, which is pretty cool. I also learned recently that the moss-covered uh, three-handled family credenza is a yes. Dr. Seuss reference. It's, Apparently it's a, so. Okay, there you go. I don't know if it's from one of his uh, the books they've taken <laughs> off the shelves that maybe probably oh, freak exactly. out or not, but it's unclear. Uh, unclear we can't mention uh no uh yeah we can't mention libertarians and republicans in the same podcast that's right matt yeah that's the that's the smackdown six rule you gave us the smackdown six manifesto before we started recording these and it was in there a very wise man once told me controversy creates cash so i'm just gonna he's a wise man all right that's right now i don't remember that it's 20 years ago i don't remember telling matt that (laughs) it was different i don't know i mean if he says it did it might have happened i don't know anyway so what a life i love him there he goes uh so (laughs) <laughs> so Kidman is backdropped uh, straight to the floor, uh, and then Eddie brings him back in, hits a helo for two. It's always crazy to me to see which guys kind of like hit a little bit of the ring before they get backdropped out. Lots of guys just like go out of the ring and cleanly hit the floor, and it's kind of crazy because it would not mm-hmm. be a fun experience. No, it happens multiple times. In the show. I believe uh, Mr. Shannon Moore as a frequent uh, recipient of such things. So uh, Kidman hits a back suplex, get out of a headlock, he heads up top. But Eddie gets up there, he gets a superplex on him instead. Eddie misses a frog splash, so Kimmon hits a power bomb. Gotta love a cruiserweight power bomb, of course. Yeah, looks good. Gets two out for that. Uh, Eddie gets backdrop. He tries for something, but Kimmon reverses it into a low down for two. Um, and then Eddie goes for a power bomb, but everybody say it with me. You can't power bomb Kidman. You can't power bomb Kidman. You got a face plant out of it. And this is another very WCW mat, uh, match, uh, Matt. Uh, maybe oh, not true. from two. <sighs> Maybe not from 2000, but from maybe even a little earlier. I yeah. should look this up. I'm sure this happened in 1998. Anyway, I'm sure it sure. can happen. I always like to find these matches and find the earliest iteration of it. Because I think Ray versus Chavo Guerrero, there was a match like 96 on there that I found, which is great. Sure. A televised yeah. match version of that. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, Kimmy goes up top. He hits a semi-awkward crossbody for two. And uh, it's funny to me, like, this match broke down in such a spectacular way earlier on, and yet now it's, like, uh, pretty conventional in a lot of ways. It's a, it's a match, yeah. It's just a straight-up wrestling match between these guys. So, uh, Kibben and Eddie do something that really happens in a wrestling match, which they uh, they, they hit heads. They bonk heads, which would, they, which would hurt a lot. It does. And so, uh, I think Kibben falls backwards, and Eddie kind of falls on the, uh, on the rope. And <laughs> so, John Cena pops out of his commentary chair with his chain... And he smacks Eddie Guerrero in the head. And so Kidman, who uh, has Eddie in the prime position there, he hits a shooting star press and gets the one, two, and three. So I think it's the Kidman-John Cena connection, Matt, from the tag team tournament. I think they're back. I think they're back in business. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's it's, it's incredibly possible. Yeah, Very good po- Very good well, I don't think it is possible, but it's <laughs> it's. They definitely were thinking about that. <laughs> sure. It's top of mind there. Yeah, for sure. Um, yes, uh, doing some some preliminary research here. It appears that uh, you know Billy Kidman often tangled. Oh, here we go at a house show at Disney Studios in Orlando in 1996. Eddie Guerrero defeated Billy Kidman. So yeah. six years later, he got his retribution. The thanks tangling to John Cena. on SmackDown, amazing in Orlando back when uh, wrestling would have. Uh, They'd have shows that were just in Florida for an extended period of time. Way back in the day, hmm. man. They would yeah, never do that nowadays. Hmm. Yeah. We're, we're so beyond some, that. I'm starting to have a weird dream sequence here. feels like what's old <laughs> and new again. So uh, Cena leaves angrily. He screwed over Eddie. And uh, so here's a question. So is Eddie a heel or a face here? Like, what are we doing? Because Cena's I, a heel and they're feuding. I have a feeling. Yeah. I mean, like, Billy's clearly the, the baby face in this match and Eddie's the yeah. heel. Uh, but I do get the feeling 
And also, I just know this because I watched it at the time. I think we're heading toward an Eddie Guerrero uh, face turn. I, I, I that would make sense. Yes, I, I, I believe so. As soon as, but it was. It's a weird sort of start of the turn to be like, "Hey, we're heels that people hate more than you guys." So um, we're gonna challenge you, and because uh, Cena's got some pretty good heat on this show. People, oh yeah, and he's all, people he's, really don't like him. He's on there a fair bit too. I mean, or at least in this uh, kind of first half there. And yeah. I mean, what they're, what they're doing is at least heating up a, a Cena B squared versus the uh, Los Guerreros for the tag titles. Right. Um, and there's a lot of, and you know, there's a lot of energy in this too, right? To have a, you know, they, they come out during the match and then Rikishi runs to the ring. Like there's, there's, there's action going on here. Well, it comes up a little bit later on, on tonight too. It's, yeah. it's like, it's a very live kind of lively show that way, which is, it's pretty exciting compared to, you know, there's been other shows where it's like, you know, pretty rote in some way. There's matches and there's some interference, but it's not really the same kind of like tension and guys are kind of just like, you know, coming I think, up, you know, coming after each other. I think over the last two weeks, they were kind of like, okay, uh, got a show this week, don't we? Mm. All right, we'll just do this. And then this week feels like we're actually building to start, really starting to build toward the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and guys are starting to get uh, beef with uh, each other. We're starting to get new programs. It's exciting. It does feel more yeah. exciting than it has in the last couple of weeks. You can tell on SmackDown in this era when they're like, okay, we know what's going on and we don't. And sometimes it's an extended period of time, like, I don't think they had the best sense what they wanted to do between SummerSlam and Unforgiven, but I think they had a better shot from Unforgiven to No Mercy, no Mercy. because they had the yeah. tag titles. Yeah. And yeah. so when you know, oh, we're going to debut tag belts next month, uh, you know, what do you do with the tag team division of the week month before? You just don't really know, right? I think they ended yeah. up what they did is they did uh, HLA with uh, Billy and Chuck in three minute warning. So yeah, that was their anyway. tag team. Yeah. But HLA, well, that was an embarrassing segment uh, in the time of WWE and we're, it's going to be never going to, uh, it's never going to be embarrassing be embarrassed from here on out. Again, look at my right. notes. The next thing I have here is it says the Don Real Wilson wedding is up next. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, never mind. Now, before that happens, we do see another version of the Brock Lesnar video from earlier. It's kind of Mayhem. more or less the same thing. Only it says, Hey, Brock Lesnar's going to be here for a match later tonight. Yeah. Brock Lesnar's in the, in the building. Yeah, and he's probably wearing his ring gear, right? Well, we'll see. <laughs> That's another so, uh, weird thing. I know. Yeah, it's very strange. So now, okay, we're back. We're back, and we see there's all sorts of wedding things in the ring. The mat is pink. There's a an arch in the ring. Yeah, um, it's you made got a, like a paper heart with the two birds on it. I yes, guess doves or turtles. Some microphone or stands. It's some paraphernalia yep. outside the ring. And uh, we get a video package that shows us the entire long Don Marie, Tori, Al saga. And it even includes the whole thing of, like, did Tori and Don having a night of uh, the aforementioned lesbian action. Tawdryness, and, yeah. Yeah. So how many times not... are we going to get to, like, the recap of this story, man? It's not like <laughs> a story that's like, wait, what's happening? This is really complex. Well, it's it's long at this point, right? It's like, it's... <laughs> And that was the whole twist where Don Marie was like, actually, I'm interested in Tori, but it seemed to all be in service of humiliating Tori and or Al. So who knows? Speaking of Al, who cannot be humiliated, he comes down to the ring first. There's uh, he's comes to the generic organ music and he's essentially I don't know if it's a better way to describe it than a leisure suit with wide lapels. Wouldn't you say that? Well, he's got a gold chain. He has a gold earring. And I don't know if he's always <laughs> had a gold earring in his right ear or if I'm just noticing it now. But apparently Al Wilson's got a gold earring. There I you go. He's rocking that. He's hope... looking more like Harrison Ford every day. That that sounds. Uh, I like that as a detail of Al being like, "No, I'm a young man now. I got my earring. I've been married a woman who's in her early 30s. Here, this is a great thing. There. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I want to. You know what I want to say to Al Wilson is, "Get off my show." Sorry, I was a bit <laughs> late for that. But anyway, 
So yeah, uh, are, are we supposed to think this is what Al Wilson wore in the seventies when he got married the first time? I I wonder that. I I think they should have mentioned it uh, if they wanted it to be that. It'd be like Al found his wedding, uh, you know, his wedding suit from the day he married Tori's mom, and he's wearing it tonight, and that's yeah, really going to tear worth... up Tori Wilson inside. Blah blah blah. Yeah, it'd be worth at least Taz being like, "Oh, somebody wore the first time." Yeah, yeah, he, and he might have mentioned it. Uh, but they they just they just crap on Al the whole time. I yeah. will say the minister. I notice he's holding a book. It's the Book of Vows. Okay, perfect. I'm going to talk about the preacher the, in a second here. <laughs> yeah, the free, yeah. Remind yeah. me when you're going to talk about the preacher. So, yeah. So so Don comes down to the ring again. She's wearing her dress, um, but she's not coming out to her own music, which seems like a waste to have personal interest music and not use it for your own wedding. That's right. And there's no br- groomsmen. Uh, there's no bridesmaid no, there's uh, no either. Yeah. No. Uh, there's also very pointedly not Tori, who said she was there to support her father, and is nowhere to be seen. She's not in the, and she won't feature no. in this segment. And <laughs> thankfully she wouldn't, because who knows what she would do. <laughs> oh, uh, no. She had to so, like, oh yeah. <laughs> Michael Cole says, why in the world is, a, as you would call her, a tomato marrying a guy like Al Wilson? Yeah, he puts and so, over tomato nicely. Uh, Cole invokes tomato once again, even though I don't think I've heard uh, Taz say that in forever. So Maybe he's been um, banned, you know, his, his list of banned terms. No slapping the leg, term, no right. saying tomato. So, yeah, I noticed the preacher, and Will, I described him as a guy, a dude in a suit with a hardcore Holly haircut and a Walter Goggins accent. Yeah, that's that's a good accent. Yeah. A little Boyd uh, Crowder action on the SmackDown 6 podcast. So, listen, during this uh, time inside, you know, we stream a lot of shows, and there's a show from the 90s I hadn't watched a whole lot of, uh, Friends. So I'm watching Friends. Oh, yeah. And Friends, they go to Central Park Coffee Shop all the time. It's run by a guy named Gunther who has that kind of same haircut, which is like okay. uh, a wiffle, basically, that's <laughs> right. bleach blonde. Uh, and like sideburns down past his ear. He kind of looks like Gunther. Uh, but yes, with a Walton Goggins accent. Yeah, it sounds very Southern. Yeah. And so the, the, the preacher does the classic movie thing and says, if anyone has any objections, they should speak up now. And the crowd gets excited because this could not be begging for a run in more than asking that question. Well, I think they're also stating their objections, Matt. I think it's only fair. I right. say anyone here. And, and if you're, you know, a ticket paying audience member, uh, you're, you're there. Now, will a surprising person objects? Don Marie. Oh, but she's getting married. Why would she object? Well, she asked if anyone would object if she removed her dress. And oh, Michael well, Cole was like, "Well, Stephanie would." <laughs> he yeah. makes a good point of that. Like, Fair enough. Yeah. And so Alan zips her dress, and Don gets down to her underwear. Mm-hmm. And so Don says, "You know, that's as far as Stephanie would allow." Yes, but says, it's not. Stephanie said the dress stays on. She didn't say she, she can't be right. nude. Her yes. exact words were the dress stays on. So she's maybe still... next week we'll see some repercussions. I don't know. Yeah. This will be like when she yeah, when she suspended Brock Lesnar. Only so next week Stephanie will come out and go, if you strip down during your wedding again, you'll be in big trouble. <laughs> next time you Stephanie. get married, if this oh, wedding with uh, Al lasts. Now, Don, who is all about the loopholes tonight, says, but you know, Al was never mentioned, so he's going to get married naked. And... Uh, so she starts undressing Al, and so Taz says, look at Al a few times, and he's he's begging for the whole moment of the look at Al, look at Dawn exchange like they like to do, which they end up doing a little bit later on. But he's like, he's really like, Taz is begging Cole for like, please take the bait. I want to do that little moment we do. Yeah. And so Dawn gets Al down to his underwear before stopping, uh, even though she does, she does kind of fake taking his underwear off. And so... She insinuates, and okay, here's the thing. So SmackDown Six podcast, we're we're gonna, we're gonna address this. We're gonna do a journalistic approach to this. Yeah. So uh, Dawn suggests that Al uh, is packing heat, and she doesn't want to show that. Now the thing I'm gonna sh- share specifically 
because I'm watching this on the WWE Network, and I'm seeing it in as close to HD as we can, which is a very different experience from watching it on tube TV with all the fuzziness of standard definition back in 2002. Oh, man. Is that Al Wilson appears to have a fake penis in his tights. Yeah, it's it's noticeable. It's, it's noticeable. noticeable. And it, it, to the point where I looked at it, I was like, that's kind of graphic for a, 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 a cable show to show <laughs> the outline of what I can only imagine is like, I don't know, it's sex toy probably? I don't remember that at all, by the way. No, uh, me neither. I don't segment. think it was visible. I think he just like he just looked like a big dumpy uh, underwear on. We didn't realize or, that they they put a big joke wiener in there. Or maybe the score, you know, had um, kind of blurted out or something. Well, they did it live. Well, they couldn't have. That's the thing about this. They're so live that uh, anything could happen here. On the Good Smackdown. point. On the Smackdown. Yeah, and I think it's so, what they 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 kind of the commentators kind of begrudgingly or or, or defeatingly defeatedly say like, well, anything can happen. WWE. It's true. Yeah. So Al says his vows. Don says hers. They get married. They make out on the mat. And uh, Michael Cole reluctantly and disbelievingly announces that they are Mr. and Mrs. Al Wilson. Yeah, Al starts saying his uh, his vows. He's like, you know, in sickness and in not sickness and in death and uh, whatever. All the vows. Uh, I do. Like, he just gives up on the line. Yeah. Just gives up on the vows. And uh, so that's it. They make out and they leave. Yeah, Taz says this is touching if you're an armadillo. He does. I did not quite understand what that meant. I guess that's just a, Again, a New Mexico Taz, thing. Yeah. Who, who knows? Taz also earlier in the show said, oh, we're in New Mexico? Oh, I've been avoiding drinking water for nothing. <laughs> I thought he was in Mexico. He's like, oh, we're in Mexico. they got to love uh, it. Should and I have it, laughed at that? I don't know. I laughed at it. So uh, this, this, angle, yes. this, this segment ends, Matt, and then right away we got Team Angle emerging mm-hmm. from the locker yep. room. That's right. Come. This is as close, you know, when I was used to be a little bit more fastidious about this, where on the podcast we talk about what the highlight lowlight of the show is. This is a case where uh, this show might get the Whiplash Award for best segment, worst segment, back to back. Close to it. Or, or worst best, yeah. Yeah, worst best. Yeah, sorry. Oh, wait, yeah. you're saying the wedding is the is the best. I love it. Match, wedding. Up is the worst, it, yeah. yeah. Must, must see television. Yeah, you're right. And then this technical wrestling match is kind of like, okay, who cares? So, yeah, we're told it's going to be a match. It's going to be Team Angle versus Chris Benoit and a partner of his choosing. Oh, who could it be? I don't know. But there is, uh, as Team Angle makes their way down to ringside, there is a uh, a mistake, which I'm going to attribute to live television. Oh, wonderful. Which is that the, it, the graphic says it's Kurt Angle accompanied by Team Angle. But it's announced and supposed to be, of course, Team Angle accompanied you know, by Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I like the way Kurt holds up his crutches when he does his pyro. That's a good touch. Yeah, it's a nice touch. I like that, too. And then uh, we get the sponsors of the show, Matt. Sponsor of the night, SmackDown, shut your mouth for PS2, the best storylines ever, end of story, whatever the line is they always say. End of story, period. Forget about it, yeah. Subway, uh, you got to eat fresh. I mean, Jared from Subway was announced, was mentioned in a rap earlier by John Cena, uh, making yep. the rap a little bit more poignant now. Uh, oh, boy. And uh, another sponsor is Dragon Ball Z Budokai for the PlayStation 2, rated E for everyone. There you go. So uh, Benoit makes his way down to the ring. We see the graphic for the Angle Benoit match at Royal Rumble. Very exciting for that. And yeah. Benoit waits by the ring for his partner to come out, and it's Edge. Oh, you think you know me? Angle. People are excited for Edge, Matt. They're feeling Edge. They're feeling Edge in Albuquerque. Screw if you want it. Anyway, yes, they're all excited. They're pretty hot for Edge. Edge makes a whole meal out of coming out, and he he goes to see everybody there and. Uh, Benoit uh, is, is standing there. He's got weird purple tights on. Looks like a, like a Toronto Raptor in 1996 or something. So I want to say this about uh, Chris Benoit, too. Since yep. the start of this podcast, Matt, he's tag-teamed with Eddie Guerrero, Ooh. Kurt Angle, and Edge since August. Wow. And there may be seven or eight more people in there. Yeah, uh, probably. I'm forgetting. Uh, but he's uh, he's teamed Stay up around. with, like, he, he's teamed up with each member of each team uh, that was in that triple threat match at Survivor Series. 
There you go. Or a, at least a member of each team. A member of each team, yes. He's dated around a little bit there. Um, he's, yeah. yeah and, t- and yet they they shout those horrible mean things at Don Marie, uh, and they don't right. say the same thing to Chris Benoit. Re- Talk about a double standard, okay? This is this is awful. Wait, 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 are you saying John Cena should come out and slut shame Chris Benoit? I think he should, yeah. Man, you had more partners than Fred Astaire. I'm going to beat you. Throw you. Be like Al Wilson. Strip down to your underwear. Underwear. Honestly, well, okay. You were dangerously close to being uh, accepted as a writing uh, part, a writing team member of SmackDown 2002. You are, dangerously close. You're getting there, man. Hey, buddy, so, you're the member of the writing team. I don't want to be. That's yeah, too bad. Doesn't matter. Time machines. Matter. We came in to get you. Buy some Bitcoin when you have the chance. Uh, so Benoit <laughs> and Haas start, and they do some mat wrestling before Benoit knocks him down a few times, and Haas retreats again. They're like, ah, screw this. Let's get Shelton Benjamin in there. So mm-hmm. Shelton gets taken down into a cross face, and so uh, Haas comes in for the, sh- the save. Uh, I think I'm going to call them Shelton and Haas, which I realize is wrong, but I feel weird calling one Benjamin. Do you know what I mean? Benjamin just seems like a, I don't know his last name, but I want to call him by the most identifiable names, and Haas and Shelton are both kind of the most identifiable parts. Well, maybe a commentary here. Sure, I, I would I would say so. The 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 announced team, the whole the commentary team, the whole time is putting over uh, Shelton Benjamin's connection to Brock Lesnar. They're roommates, oh, yeah. teammates, and they mentioned this several times. Oh yeah, well they they are they, of course. So yes, um, so Benjamin gets uh, or Shelton gets taken down into a cross face, and so Haas comes in to save, and he breaks it up, and he gets tossed, and uh, in comes Edge to take on Shelton. And so Edge hits the second rope missile dropkick, and uh, Shelton Benjamin takes it by landing on his like his neck. Uh, he like lands like dramatically on that, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Shelton hits a back suplex on Edge. He gets two. He kind of handles them for a while before Haas comes in. Angle hits a cheap shot on uh, Edge, and Haas comes in with a belly to belly for two. There's an Angle sucks chant from the crowd as Haas and Benjamin work together to do their. Uh, I, I don't know how to say this any cleaner, but they drape a guy over the top rope, and then Shelton runs and leapfrogs onto the guy's back. Yeah, I, I called the, the, the draped on top row backsplash, but yeah, there you go. Don't have a name yet. <laughs> Perfect. But I, I saw that move. I was like, oh yeah, that's them. Yeah, that's right. They would do that a lot. I loved the, the, last week. I don't know if they do. I don't think they do it here, but they do the uh, the super kick into a German suplex, which is amazing, and someone should steal that immediately. Yeah, I think so. Super good. Uh, Haas gets his submission move on Edge, just kind of a, a lasso from El Paso, uh, and yeah. it looks cool, but. Something I appreciate is that as soon as he gets it like locked in, uh, Benoit just comes in and kicks him. He, there's no, <laughs> it's not close to being done or anything like that. Benoit's just like, don't do that. Get out of here. And he kicks yeah. him. Yeah. And, and they say that the Benoit was in that move last week, knows how painful it is, and decided to run into the ring to stop it, as opposed yeah. to like any other submission. You know, like Kurt when he hit the lasso from El Paso and said, this move sucks. Yeah. Uh, Chris, <laughs> Benoit had a, Chris Benoit had appreciation for that move. He's like, wait a minute, this is really going to hurt Edge. I know he still has that bad knee from the time he fought uh, A-Train. That's right. He should have kicked him and said, this move hurts. Yes. <laughs> Get him over. Put over it, yeah. This move hurts. Uh, <laughs> Benjamin tags in. Uh, he misses a big swing, karate-style kick, and so Edge hits a faceplant on him. And so Edge tags Benoit in. He runs wild with clotheslines and German suplexes. And then he gets a snap suplex on Shelton, and uh, Benoit hits the headbutt on him, and then Charlie Haas breaks up the pinfall. Uh, things break down, and then Edge and Benoit hit stereo rolling German suplexes on the guys, three and all. Yeah, yeah. Haas's bumping looks nasty here. Oh yeah. And uh, Angle drags Edge out of the ring, which is kind of in front of the re- referee, but Brian Hebber ignores it for uh, the benefit of the match. Because so, yeah. <laughs> so Benoit runs over and he, he baseball slides uh, into Angle. There's a little bit of uh, preview for Royal Rumble. Yeah, Angle's bumping a lot here too, which I'm like, I guess he he's, can. Yeah, he's very physically involved. He's like working, basically. Well, he, yeah, I mean, sorry, he's about to get even way more physically involved here because right. Benoit gets a, sh- a cross face on Shelton, and then Edge thwarts Haas to the spear, which is a little bit of a preview of the uh, 
the uh, the Bray Wyatt pointing so that Roman Reigns can hit the uh, spear uh, in the tag match. It's a meme on the internet. Who have you ever seen that? It's a uh, it's a good one. There he points. Anyway, mm. so Edge throws Hoss to the spear, and so Kurt Angle jumps in the ring and just hits Benoit with his belt to get Team Angle disqualified. Yeah, I know you love a good belt shot, Matt. I love a good belt shot. And uh, Edge Edge gets hit with Angle's crotch. Edge just ha- Angle just has all sorts of uh, accoutrements that people can get hit with to get yes, disqualified. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And so Angle drags poor Tony Chimmel, our ring announcer, into the ring. Yeah. He yells, like, who awkwardly. Won? Yeah, he's got him choked with the crutch in the corner. Who yeah. won? Yeah. If he choked him by his tie, he'd get fired. Um, so he does the crutch. That's better. So yeah. Brian Hebner, uh, he tries to get involved, but Kurt just shoves him down. And so he's choking Chimmel with a crutch in the corner. He's demanding he say Team Angle won, and Chimmel relents. He just goes, uh, Team Angle won, or something like that. Which I yeah, like, Team Angle's your winner. Yeah. So Angle's music plays, um, and this is like, it was just still kind of a wildly violent end to a match for these non-wrestlers. Like, referee gets tossed, and Chimmel's yeah. getting choked to the corner. They're getting brutalized here by, by Team Angle, <laughs> and Kurt Angle specifically. They're on a rough shot. Now, here's my question for you, Will. Why isn't this the main event of the show? This is a, this is a completely compelling main event of the show. You have your debuting tag team. You're yeah. building for Royal Rumble 2003. It's exciting. The ending is like this dramatic. Like, oh my gosh, look, our, our champion's wild. He's, he's killing people here. It, it helps to unite Angle with his new team in a way that is it does even more so than last week. Um, I don't are know. You, this just seems misplaced to me. Are you wondering if they maybe should have split? They should have done the nine, the seven nine spot together, uh, which is our main event, and the. Uh, so the seventh spot is um, coming up next. It's 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 Big Show's uh, kind of little thing, and and Matt Hardy gets involved. And, right. But then there's two more seg, uh, one more segment, and then the main event, which is Brock yeah. Lesnar versus Matt Hardy. So you're wondering if they should have put like the 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 Heyman Big Show spot where Brock comes out and interrupts, gets attacked by Matt Hardy. That leads to their match right away, and then put this one in the main event. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. SmackDown does this though, Matt. We've noticed this, right? Where we've been like, yeah. oh yeah, they put this weird thing like right in the middle of the show, and the main event is like, it doesn't. It, yeah, it feels like it's built like, I guess at the beginning of the show, like we're gonna see Brock Lesnar in action. So usually at the beginning of the show, you talk about what's gonna happen, maybe at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, maybe that's I it. Really, I don't know. Yeah. The only way I could really frame it, and this is maybe confusing, is that uh, in this match they're building for our Rumble, but with that segment, those segments. They're kind of building for WrestleMania, right? Like they're doing, like they're doing the long through haul the thing Rumble, like, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, yeah. they are, but the whole thing is like the reason that even though Brock Lesnar and a Big Show, which we'll talk about, um, is a thing, it's only a thing that matters because of the destination for Brock Lesnar at the end of it all, right? With WrestleMania. So anyway, strange. It's still strange to me just because it's such an effective ending for the show where you have a decentish match and then you also have um, people getting beat up. And you have well, you have your your, your champion standing tall too, uh, your DBS well, yeah, exactly. Eagle champion, and and I always like the main event spot to have the champion yes. in it, or or at least is like his direct challenger. Yeah, um, I get. But that. yeah, I I I, I, uh, I agree, Matt. I think that would have been a good main event for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's a curious thing. So we go to commercial. When we come back, Paul Heyman is in the ring, live. Remind you, uh, I'm going to remind you here. He's live. He's just standing there. Yeah, he's talking about how proud he is of Team Angle, Kurt uh, Kurt mm. Angle, and. Loves him. He says, you know, fans, you think you're here because of Brock Lesnar, but actually here because of Paul Heyman's favorite client, The Big Show. That's right. Yeah. I don't His really know what client. that – I don't know if – yes, he does call him that. And I was like, that's what you should have called him that the whole time, giant client. Uh, right. I don't, what is that line supposed to – is that line supposed to be like, haha? like we know that Brock Lesnar is way more popular than Big Show and Big Show sucks and no one's here to see him? I guess so. Because yeah. like the humor of that line is you is that you you say to uh, Paul Heyman, you go, oh, I know, you liar, you dummy. That's not what it is. Yeah. Uh, we want Brock Lesnar. So, <laughs> you're incorrect. 
So he brings down Big Show. Big Show has a, a tighter haircut now, almost wiffle shaped, I would say. Almost wiffle. Everyone get. Everyone's getting the wiffle. Everyone's getting everyone. the wiffle. Someone's just back. There. Someone got some uh, some clippers for uh, Christmas, and they're just going around the backstage to be like, "You guys want to? Who wants? Who wants a piece?" Two thousand three. It's it. time for the wiffle. Who was it yeah. who got their eyebrows shaved off before their promo pictures? When was that? Oh gosh, probably, probably a bunch of guys. Somebody, Mister Perfect, probably did it to him, or who knows? I think Mister Perfect did it to somebody. Yeah, shaved off. I think maybe oh, yeah. one to three kids' eyebrows or something. Well, anyway, even, sorry. Even just do one eyebrow, it's enough to cause real problems. Right. Yeah. So Big Show, he's got his, his wiffle haircut. He also looks like he's a lot of, little, lost a little bit of gut weight. I would say he's kind of more barrel chested looking. Yeah, maybe he's got some spanks on under the tights, but I, either that or like you know he passed on that last. Um, a serving of Christmas ham over the holidays, maybe you know slightly less candy maybe. canes. Just cut down the sugar, Big Show. You, I mean, that's a good this. point that you would think that actually he would be he would have ballooned in size with uh, all the, the salt retention from the hams. It's true. Yeah, his guts so, grew three sizes that day. Paul Heyman is talking up Big Show here, and one of the lines he says he says Big Show makes him feel more like a man. Yeah, <laughs> just like I I, th- that's a level of uh, knowledge of Paul Heyman that's a little bit a little bit more intimate than I can handle. Really. <laughs> He's got Nell Wilson situation happening now he next does. to Big Show. Yeah. So Paul and Big Show, uh, they have a challenge for Brock Lesnar. And Paul Heyman lays it out. He says, you know, the Royal Rumble's coming up, and the winner of the Rumble faces their brand's champion. And that means that Brock Lesnar could win the Rumble and could battle Paul H- Kurt Angle for the title. And that oh. goes against Paul Heyman's, quote, life ambition. <laughs> sure that Brock Lesnar does not face him for the title again. So Paul that. says... We're gonna. We want to do Big Show against Brock at the Rumble. The loser is out of the Rumble. The winner is in. And usually, I think nowadays they would also probably stipulate like what number they come in at as well. Yes, they like, would do a thirty sort of thing. You'd win, and you'd be thirtieth. Yeah, which yeah. I think now, Brock story, is storyline. And he's not. He's he's later on. He's not thirty because oh, nobody wins. Th- nobody wins at thirty until uh, a few years later. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Undertaker or something like that. Uh, so yes, um, I get. Somewhat, why Brock? Uh, well, they're challenging Brock for this, but why would Big Show agree to this? The the, the fact that he could like possibly not be in the Royal yeah, Rumble. Yeah, he now like like Brock has to go through Big Show to get into the Royal Rumble. But Big Show has to go through Brock to get into the Royal Rumble too. And Brock and Big Show is kind of ducking him, right? Like back has what, a little right bit. after right after he won the title, he's like, yeah, no yeah. rematch, and he's like, yeah, it's awesome, no rematch. So yeah, that's, so that's yeah, a good Paul question. About Brock. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so Paul he yells about Brock Lesnar for a while before Brock walks out of the back. Yeah, to no music. Yeah, just just wearing his uh, "Here Comes the Pain" uh, shirt, Adidas pants, and white New Balance shoes or something. Yeah. It looks very you know athleisure wear they call it these days. Brock always looks like it's Saturday morning. That's what I always think of. He yeah. just looks like he's ready to. Yeah, it's just nothing stupid going on. He's okay. So he's lounging, man. So Big Show starts taunting Brock from the ring, and as soon as he does, I'm like, Brock's gonna get hit from behind, mm-hmm. and boy does he. Yeah, yeah. So so Matt Hardy and Shannon Moore. Attack Brock from behind with a chair. And I want to make it very clear what happens here. Matt Hardy has yeah. a chair. Yes. And he hits Brock on the back of the head with it. But the problem yeah. is that he hits Brock with the very edge of the chair. He yeah, does not right, right. get the seat of the chair on the back of Brock's head. He gets the tip of it on yeah. Brock's head. And yeah, yeah. He instantly splits Brock's head wide open. Yeah, he bleeds a lot from the back of his head. It's gross. Super bloody. <laughs> it's gross. It's a and they make thing it worse. And it gets worse. It gets worse. So Brock Lesnar gets thrown into the ring, and, and uh, Matt Hardy and Shannon Moore kind of have both of his arms, and uh, Big Show grabs a chair, but then Brock tosses Shannon Moore aside. He clubs down Matt Hardy, which I thought was a little hard, but not as hard as we're going to see a little bit later on, I would oh, argue. Oh, boy, Matt, but yeah, it's hard. And then he clotheslines Big Show out of the ring, and then we see Brock realize how bloody he is. He puts his hands to the back of his head, and then we see the back of his head, and it's all bloody, and we quickly go back to commercial. 
Yeah, and it's, I'm like, thinking, it's like somebody painted the back of his head red. Yes, it, like truly somebody had a paintbrush and did it. Yeah. And this is where I start to pick up on the fact that there's a lot of stuff here in the last segments here that are that are different on purpose. Like they have to have changed stuff because it doesn't make sense. They are building in the fact that Brock accidentally got cut in the back of the head. Right. Yeah. So, so the first sign of this is we come back from commercial. Michael Cole confirms that Brock Lesnar has accepted the match, which made me think, hmm, was Brock supposed to like get on mic and say, say it? Yeah. yeah. But it said they're like, nah, he's bloody as hell, and we already stripped down people uh, to their underwear, and we can't get the network more mad at us. So just go to commercial break. We'll have Michael Cole call. <laughs> Maybe uh, just say yeah, it. I that, don't know. Th- that is weird. Yeah, you think you'd be like, I accept, you big idiot, or something. You know? Yeah, it's just, okay, this is a great moment. I'm sure he probably – I bet he probably did it in the uh, arena itself, but um, – show us the blood that, that flows down the back of my head, flows through my vein to the heart that pumps it. I will accept thine challenge at the Rumble of Royalty. That'd be so good. No wonder. Yeah, be, I can't really uh, cut that. Just, just smack him in the back of the head, and he just turns into Lawrence Olivier. I mean, come that's on. right. Who doesn't want to see that? That's the one I thing would, he was missing from his toolbox. Exactly. I want to see him do Shakespeare in the park. So Funaki rushes to the parking lot, and he's trying to catch up with Don Marie and Al Wilson, who are still in their underwear, uh, even though it's been quite a bit of time. And they're, tr- they're what getting have they been limo. doing the whole time. In kayfabe, like, question. what have they been doing? You think well, they get is- married and they they'd split right away? This is why I was thinking, I was like, man, we really missed an opportunity here. If you did the wedding earlier in the show, you could have had like a little cut cutaways. To, yes, it'd be so funny. Just like the Halloween party, a reception. Yeah, it would have been fun. And then you, you get a Tory moment there. Sure, yeah. Nunzio and Crash have a little bit of interaction. Maybe it leads to a match. I think yes, it yeah. It fun. So, uh, so yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> Dawn uh, promises they're going to give live updates next week on the show. Yeah. Um, and then Al urges Don to get in the car because he's cold. It's the most believable the thing he's ever said. It's yes. like, Don, I mean, I'm cold. It is January. I know it's New Mexico, but I'm st- sure it's still cold. And they get in the car, and as they drive away, Funaki says, Funaki feels very, 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 very dirty. dirty. <laughs> Funaki, laugh at. It's very funny. The side of the limo says, uh, uh, together, the number two, forever, the number four, number four. big Al. Is what it says, and then oh. it says on the back, just married with the you know empty beer cans, uh, empty yeah. Seedweiser cans dragging in the back. Yes, there we go. So yeah, there we go. So Funaki, they're promising next week. Now I got some bad news about next week, but we'll have to cover that on the show. It's uh, so funny if you look on the WWE Network or on Peacock, but I think I don't know how Peacock presents itself because I'm not in the states, but on the network, right. the the photo they use for that episode or an episode the week later it spoils it. Oh, what happens next week? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, can exact, oh. you can guess exactly what title card that is. I am looking forward to it. I can imagine it. It's very uh, funny, but it's like kind of not funny at the same time. But it's I know. Funny. It's uh, funny. They'll, they'll <laughs> reuse that in a few years probably uh, in real life. Yeah. So next up, we got Nunzio oh, versus sorry. Crash. Oh, yes. no, I'll, I'll tell you off the air. Okay. Sorry. Okay, sounds good. Sorry. No, I don't want to spoil good. something for the show in a couple weeks if I'm when I'm not on. So I don't Perfect. Yes, that. absolutely. Sounds good. I'll steal Spoiler anybody's later. thunder. Uh, so Nunzio, Nunzio is with Jamie Noble and Nydia. Uh, Jamie Noble is just wearing jeans, no shirt. It's a good look. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Jamie. I mean, where, where, where you been, boy? Come on. Josh Matthews is on ring announcing duty because Kurt Angle murdered Tony Schimmel. Uh, yeah, he, he's reading from the paper mm-hmm. and he's doing his best announcer. Like, what are they doing to Josh Matthews here? That it's like, ah, you can well, you can do interviews backstage, right? Let's see if you can be an announcer. He's not yeah. really an announcer though. They give him a try. Yeah, they gave him a try. Uh, I noticed Nunzio's little Titantron, which you see on the side of all SmackDown uh, when they announce the guys down to ringside. You see the little Titantron there. And Nunzio's Titantron's hilarious because it's just clips of him like coming down to the ring and being in the ring because he's never really done anything. That's all they have. 
And it's because usually they would just, it would be like Nunzio, and they would like spin and would have like an Italian flag on there. But it's like, no, no, they have him. He's just coming down to like, one of them, he's coming down to the ring with Jamie Noble and Nidia next to him coming down to the ring with Jamie Noble and Nidia. And I was like, is that live? What am I seeing? Yeah, but you know what, Matt? What I appreciate about that Nunzio Titantron is that it's all from SmackDown. Okay. He's a SmackDown guy. It's all from SmackDown. That's the kind of consistency I'm looking for. There we go. Perfect. Uh, It'd be funny if they had some ECW stuff in there just to mess it up. So, yeah. Why not? So Nuncio, so Crash is getting in the ring, and Nuncio hits Crash as he's getting into the ring. And so Crash hits a crossbody for two, but the bell hasn't even rung yet, and there's already a yep. pinfall attempt. I'm not sure why the referee counted the pinfall, but he did, and then the bell rang. <laughs> Something they mentioned during this, so this is re- this is Crash's revenge from three months ago, or th- sorry, three weeks, three weeks ago, ago. For, for getting jumped uh, to no- Nuncio's weird uh, introduction. Um, we're just like, oh, here he is. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, also, that Cole, they say that Crash is a weird guy. They say he, they say he ne- lives next to a prison. He's got 19 pets. Okay. I guess yeah. I, Crash's gimmick is kind of that he's weird. Like, he wears like, a little half t-shirt. Like, he's just kind of a weird dude. Yeah, he was always, like, a little delusional, right? He thought he was a super heavyweight yeah. to come down to the ring holding the scale over his shoulder. So, right. yeah, I guess that's kind of like, ah, oh, he's uh, weird. So, yeah, they talk about uh, Crash, and they, they tussle for a bit, and then Nuncio gets a tornado armbar drop sort of thing uh, from the second rope, and that's enough for the win. Yeah, it was a weird finish. Yeah. Real, a weird I guess, finisher. I was like, oh, okay. That makes sense if he's going to do a, a uh, armbar afterwards, but it's not uh, – MMA hasn't happened yet in a uh, large cultural way, so that's not really a <laughs> – Right, so it does, it's, not, it's, not, it's not worth uh, – yeah, it's not believable as a finish, like an armbar. Yeah, and like all matches against people who should be on velocity, Michael Cole calls the win impressive. Mm, oh boy, yeah. That is just what he, everything is impressive, uh, even if it's on velocity. They talk about it all the time. So we uh, we see footage from earlier of Matt hitting Brock with a chair, and then uh, Brock went crazy on people. And then we see a tale of the tape for Brock mm. and Matt, which is rare on these shows. You know, we see the measurements and the weight and everything like that, the finishing moves and the career highlights that tells us things like speaking of MMA, yeah, tale of the tape. Yeah. Matt Rock is, is uh, yeah. it's, it's an old it's an old photo of Matt. He's still wearing like Hardy Boys gear. Okay, uh, yeah. So he's not in V one gear at this point. Yeah, they uh, they say yeah, they say Brock is a King of the Ring two thousand two winner. Uh, he yeah. was WWE champion. He was a nineteen ninety nine NCAA champion. Very nice. And Matt Hardy, they're like, yeah, he was a European and Hardcore champion, probably the least impressive belt you could get. He was also a WWE tag team champion, of course, and a WCW tag team champion, which is sort of true, but it's still kind of funny to see that. We're like, oh, I guess he did win the WCW titles in in theory. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So Matt Hardy is backstage with Shannon Moore, and he's talking about how Shannon should have done uh, last week what Matt Hardy did tonight. Uh, and that's where I remember right, because Shannon Moore got like beat up by Matt Hardy last week, and it seemed like Matt Hardy was turning on him, but he did not. Yeah, and when they came love. out to attack Brock Lesnar, Taz is like, wait, they're together again? Like, he's he's yes. almost confused by it. As, well, he really, uh, really roughed him up. Like, referees said to get between them last week, because Matt was beating him up so badly. Uh, it was weird, because I saw that segment. I was like, what? They break up here? I don't think they do. What? Right. I had yeah. to do it, too. And look I it up. I did a double take, yeah. So next up, we got Brock Lesnar versus Matt Hardy. Uh, Brock Lesnar comes out. He's still wearing his T-shirt and track pants. He's not in his wrestling gear, and his head is still bloody. His head is not cleaned up at all. They said he refused no. medical attention. That's right. So they didn't even clean up the blood that's on him. Right. They didn't uh, cover up the cut on his head, which they would do nowadays mid-match. The ref would throw right. on the, yeah, exactly. the, the rubber gloves and, and, you know, they'd bring him out of the ring. The crowd would boo. But it's like, okay, yeah, you want that guy getting some kind of – okay, sure. Um, right. You know, let, let's not care about the safety of the refs uh, – sorry, the wrestlers, even though you pretend to care about it. 
go ahead. Right. Um, you know, so Brock, yes, quote unquote, refused medical attention. So you wonder if he got he got hit open by accident. He comes back, he's like, Finch, should I fix it? He's like, no, it looks great. Yeah, and, and then it's like, oh, should I put on my wrestling gear? It's like, no. It's like, why no. though? It's such a yeah. it's such a weird moment. It's like it's it's such a live show thing to have happen where you're like, he's just wearing his t shirt and track pants. Completely not really explained other than being like he just wants to kill Matt Hardy. I don't know. Like you could fully expect him to just have his trunks on under it, but I guess his, I guess wrestling yeah. boots take a while to put on because it's got all those laces. Mm, okay, I guess um, I. Hartford, I think, well, now, okay, you make a good point, Well, that maybe it was like, okay, we can look at Brock Lesnar, but we can't look at Brock Lesnar and have him change it to his ring gear because it's just not that much time. Right, yeah. It's uh, live, right? Uh, I've complained about this on the show before where it's like, uh, well, even like just recently in WrestleMania, you know, there's a guy debuting and he wears his street clothes every week and I'm like, okay, so now he's coming out for a match. Talk about Omos. He's got a match, right, that he's been getting ready for for weeks and he comes out in the same thing. But right. he just takes his his over jacket off and he's got his arms, uh, his sleeves cut off his shirt. Like, okay, I guess that's his wrestling gear. But sure. it's just street gear, basically. Yeah, anyway. it's like you guys, you guys have seen wrestling, right? Whether they usually wear. Yeah, I mean I AJ, come on, help him out, help brother out, give him some gear. So uh, this is also where I'm like, hmm, I bet Brock Lesnar is really mad at, at Matt Hardy. I bet he's oh, like he pissed he's, off. He's got a, he's got uh, something printing over here. Here, don't forget. <laughs> see, don't see, forget see, your see, receipt. See. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't forget your receipt. Cause, so uh, I'm gonna give it to you. Yeah. So Matt Hardy, we get some Matt facts as he comes out, and it says Matt always stays awake until sunrise on New Year's. So I assume he's pretty tired right now. I would think so. Yeah, not a smart thing to do when you're wrestling like you know 300 days out of the year. But yeah, no. So Matt Hardy sends Shannon Moore in first. He gets destroyed. Yep. And and then Brock hits Matt down hard and then he gets mm-hmm. a rib breaker on matt he doesn't look like he's holding up very much uh, in terms of like uh, protecting with a rib breaker here like, like so am i right in thinking that brock lesnar is stiffing matt like almost the entire time here but i also that think like. that might have been his prime directive is to be like just just maul matt hardy and uh but he you know really stiffs him like, sure yeah yeah like, all like like even in storyline it's like it makes sense brock's you know his hits look hard but like i'm reminded of and you may remember this from a couple years ago with the royal rumble Braun Strowman yeah. uh, need Brock Lesnar in the head, but yeah. kind of by accident. And so Brock Lesnar stands up and punches him so hard in the side of the head that Braun Strowman's legs buckle and he like falls down to his knee for a second. And is that when he said slow the F down? You can I th- very uh, that might have been it might be another broadcast. moment there. Apparently, I'm... Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar, uh, they made up afterwards. So they they kind of laughed at the locker room uh, after the fact. So that's okay. Oh, well, that's uh, that's good. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad they're all friends. Yeah, if you, if you look it up on YouTube there, and they're like they're really just hitting each other. And so one thing Brock does is he, he touches his bloody head to get his, his hand all bloody, and he slaps him out in the face. Yeah, this is something that you can't do nowadays. Bro. No, it's <laughs> wild. So Matt, Matt's face looks bloody as though he like almost as though he uh, he bleeded, but he just got slapped real hard. No, by, he just I got slapped hand. with a handful of Brock's own blood. So Ew. is Matt mad about this, or is Matt just kind of like, okay, this is what I have to do? Because like, if there's one person I do not want to stiff and receive receipt from, it's Brock Lesnar. I mean, and also Brock really has Matt to thank for his his first uh, kind of real match, right? It was it was him against the Hardy oh. Boys, uh, <laughs> right? At, the uh, the backlash match, you mean? Yeah, at the backlash match. So maybe he's like, you know, thanks, but no thanks, or something. Here's another backlash match right now. I'll tell you that much. Oh yeah. Hey, so Brock gets Matt into a power slam position. Um, he kind of does like a half Oklahoma stampede. So he, he, he hits Matt to the turnbuckle upside down, but he doesn't slam him to the mat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he does it the other corner. Then he hangs Matt upside down and just stomps on him. And then Shannon Moore reaches into the ring from the outside and just grabs Brock's legs. 
And so Brock grabs him, and then he tosses him hard to the outside. Brock drags Shannon Moore into the match with his own leg. Brock just yes. kind of like, you know, have it like if you've ever had like a petulant child hang from your leg, uh, yes. and they kind of drag him across the room. That's kind of what Brock did to Shannon Moore. He just kind of drags him in with his leg and then tosses him out. And Shannon Moore, Toss you him. alluded to it earlier, takes some nasty bumps to the outside. Oh, yeah. Um, and Michael Cole, he, he tries to justify this whole moment. He says the referee couldn't de- DQ Matt Hardy uh, with Shannon Moore's action because Brock brought Shannon Moore into the ring. Yeah. So, okay. like, well, yeah, he brought him in because he was interfering. He's like he's literally competing his movement with the leg. It's like, listen, he, he came in, he tried, he got whooped. I can't call a DQ. Hey, I think yeah. this competitor, if he can fight off all these guys, it's fine. That's right. There's nothing in the rule books. It's a dog can't play basketball, all right? Yeah, or a Brock Lesnar can't beat up a Shannon Moore. That's true. So – Matt takes advantage of Shannon's uh, momentary distraction. He hits a shot at Brock's knee in a clothesline, but then Matt uh, gets belly to belly by Brock. And then Brock F5 Shannon Moore comes back in. And once again, Michael Cole uh, alludes to it not being disqualifiable. And yep. so Matt takes advantage and he jumps in with a twist of fate, which gets two. Oh, he hit the, he hit the twist of fate. Brock, when he's got uh, Shannon up for the F5, he, he does a great thing where he boots down Matt Hardy, uh, yes. which is always impressive to have a guy holding somebody and then kick somebody. So he's like, oh, yeah. on one leg. Ah, it's crazy. And so uh, back in, uh, back up, Brock uh, reverses a second attempt at a twist of fate on him. He hits an F5, and he gets the win. And uh, Brock has more blood on his face after he wins the match. It's not clear if it's from the back of his head or his ear or somewhere else, but he's just like this bloody mess. Yeah, it looks gross. Uh, who was it on this podcast who said the twist of fate's probably one of the most reversed uh, finishers? Oh, I don't know if I can remember. Maybe it might have been a Daniel thing as well. Uh, my apologies to uh, past guests who ever said that. But it is truly one of the most reverse finishers. Yeah. It's incredibly reversible. You can do it either from where you get in the DDT when he's got you up. It's essentially a move begging for you to push them off when he spins around. Yeah, he happens all the time, especially yeah. since he does like that when he does like the oh, right before it. Oh, yeah. It's like, interrupt me. So Big Show and Paul Heyman walk out. They stand at the entrance, and Big Show makes the I want the belt hand gesture, which makes no sense here. Uh, I mean, he's got quite a path to it, Matt. Uh, but I guess, you you know, every wrestler wants the belt. You know, I think Dusty said if, if you're in this business and you don't want the world title, then then get the hell out. You know, what do you do? Sure. Doing? I mean, I get that. But also, hey, Big Show, the belt you're talking about is around the waist of your uh, your manager's other client. So I would be maybe a little bit uh, gentle about how much you want that belt, buddy. Well, it, technically, it is still yours. It's got your name on it. It does. He should make a point of that. Be like, just give it back. <laughs> Why did you change the nameplate? It's for me. At least give me the nameplate back. Yeah. So I can make it a keychain. So uh, Brock grabs Matt Hardy. He hits another F5 to intimidate Big Show. And we go off the air on yeah, a live a edition F5. of SmackDown. Yeah. So, so, Will, this live edition, what were your final thoughts of, of it? Matt, there was mayhem. They promised <laughs> mayhem. There was mayhem. Mm-hmm. They promised marriage. Uh, and the, and the, w- there was a wedding. Okay. It happened. It happened. Uh, so, you know, as far as the two measuring... Um, measuring posts or two measuring sticks with which to gauge this show. They delivered on both uh, counts, uh, yeah. the marriage and the mayhem. Um, this felt uh, like a very full episode of SmackDown. This doesn't feel like very. it had any kind of real dead spots. Maybe you could say Palumbo and DeMott, just because we don't know what they're doing with DeMott. And we actually know what they're doing with DeMott. They're not doing anything with DeMott. Uh, we're still missing Ray. 
Uh, but I guess we'll come back soon. We got an update on The Undertaker, even if it is kind of a bit, you know, not necessarily lie. a bait and switch. A bit of a lie uh, uh, tonight. And then, uh, you know, we do see that Kurt Angle's maybe feeling a little better if he's getting in there and bumping and stuff, too. So that that's promising. So this was, uh, and then we had Brock just being a, a beast, you know, for lack of a better term, and that's annihilating right. people. Uh, so, uh, you know, still the Nunzio thing still doesn't, like make a whole lot of sense or really matter, you know, sure. for something that had been kind of alluded to for weeks from your former cruiserweight champion. Noble yeah, is a big that. part of the show in early episodes. Uh, so, um, you know, Nunzio gets something, uh, but maybe it doesn't uh, end up mattering too much. All that to say, uh, you know, Eddie and Billy Kidman have a very fun match. Uh, some good character development from John Cena. Uh, you know, even Rikishi gets uh, some good stuff in in here uh, without a SmackDown pop. So, uh, a fun show. I thought it was a very fun show. The, the wedding was as silly and ridiculous as you want it to be. And actually, like, pretty short, too. Didn't, like, eat it really up a was. whole lot of the show. Which, yeah. was, which was good. Uh, maybe the liveness kind of kept it going. Uh, it's got some great right. Paul Heyman stuff. I think one of the only things that's missing is uh, an, an Eddie promo. I want an Eddie Guerrero promo every oh. every week. I want Eddie on the mic every week because he's uh, just that good. I think that's fair. Now, Will, uh, going from our scale course, here, yeah. where we, we, we allude to the SmackDown video games of the yes. era, where we say, uh, you know, do you give it a here comes the pain, which means it was a bad show. It was painful. Uh, a shut your mouth, which means you wouldn't tell anybody about it. And it's kind of a blah show. Or just bring it. Yeah, I give this. I give this a just bring it. Very good show, especially compared to uh, weeks past. I think we're we're heading toward the Royal Rumble into WrestleMania season. With uh, you know, there's no A train, but we're getting some momentum here. We're we're really starting to roll. We gotta watch Saturday night to get some A train in there. That's right. I'll be I'll be yeah. watching Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would say I'm, I'm also a just bring it. Uh, there's lots going yeah. on. There's yeah. there's an energy to the show. It's and entertaining. The angles are it's not. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because yes. even like. There's a point where I'm watching this and I'm just like, wow, Rikishi really wants to kill John Cena. And you're like, you yeah. know, before it's been like, it's been kind of a koofy thing. Where you're like, there is, yeah, there's some energy to it where like he really does want to kill him because he's like, he's really mad at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he spent, yeah. you know, 15 minutes talking about uh, his rear end in a rap. That's right. So, yeah, yeah. 20 miles of bad road. I kind of can't believe the wedding storyline is, is so, like, it's gone on for so long at this point. For so many uh, months. Did this start in they've September? Wrestled, they, uh, well, I mean, Don Marie and Tori Wilson had a match uh, at No Mercy in October, and it's January. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's still going. I it's mean, still, it's still crazy. The only two women on the show except for Nydia. And Stephanie. And and Stephanie, pardon me. Stephanie, our boss, Stephanie McMahon, of course. That's right. Yeah. Principal is Eddie Guerrero, isn't that caller? So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, but but it's true. The wedding is a lot shorter than you would usually expect. It does seem like they have, they're like, we know what, we get a lot to pack in there, and we were actually going over anyway, so. Get in there, uh, get in your underwear. Get, and get, it, get in there, get the dress off, get the clothes off. Let's just do it, you know. Yeah. Tori's not going to come out, and then you're no. going to leave in a couple segments later. Yeah, I got a lot. This show is just all sorts of questions of what was the original plan. Yeah. Tori were going to come down. Like, you know, they needed, they needed a director's cut of this. They needed a Snyder cut of the SmackDown from January 2nd, 2003. A four-hour SmackDown from yeah, January right. 2003. I think we need that. Well, it's already shot in four by three, so I think we're they're well on their way. Right, of course. Yes, yeah, it'd be perfect. <laughs> so, it's so join us next week on the show uh, for the January 9th, 2003 edition of SmackDown. From Tucson, from Arizona. Tucson, we're going to see, see ha- which 15 SmackDown superstars, Matt, are going to enter the Royal Rumble. Right. And maybe more importantly, well, we're going to see uh, some footage from the honeymoon. Live updates from the tape show, Matt. Yes. It's going to be great. It's live updates from a tape show. It's true. This will be <laughs> much less live than this week is. 
And yes, you're gonna have to tune in then. You can either watch the show on your WWE network, or you can just listen to this podcast, and we'll tell you all about it with a little bit of fun mixed in. Or Peacock if you're in the United States. Or Peacock. Watch it on Peacock and then watch Friends. Yeah. See the Gunther we'll see, see about. who Gunther is. Yeah, just the guy in the exactly. background of the coffee shop for 150 episodes. Yeah. Uh, so, Will, thank you for being my guest co-host today, my man. What, what Matt, a show you had. Hey, what a show. I mean, hey, I couldn't ask for anything better than to see Al Wilson with his uh, tidy whities enhanced by some sort of um, boutique uh, novelty. <laughs> so I want to thank you for having me on this show. And uh, I look forward to possibly coming on the show on a later date uh, and uh, talking more about SmackDown because uh, this was a quick episode for me. So that's my gift to you folks out there listening. We love you. And uh, I enjoyed myself. Yeah. And I hope you do not feel very, very dirty, as our good friend Funaki said. No, I feel okay. I feel clean. I love it. Anyway, we'll see you next time, folks. Get a Wiffle haircut and uh, keep it locked to the SmackDown 6 podcast. <laughs>